0: you've tuned in to another episode of the Adeptus Terra podcast hosted by Sam Matt and Neil put your feet up and enjoy hello
1: and welcome to the Adeptus Terra podcast, episode ninety-seven: Primarchs and Wine. And that's not the red. Uh, mistletoe kind of wine. and wine. Oh, that's the joke. I thought it was just whining about how bad um, the the Gulliman model and Dawn model are. Not that kind of wine. Not the grape kind. No, no, it is the grape kind.
0: Anyway. No, 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 <laughs> no. Not
1: the, uh... not the grape kind. Or not the whiny one. So we have uh, an exciting show this uh, this month. Um, we're going to be talking about, um, as it's Christmas, we're going to be talking about the one thing we all do at Christmas, um, and that's eat a lot of food. Um, so we're going to be covering the, um, the the forty or the, the food of of the heresy universe or 40k universe um, and uh, also the drink um, and then in our final segment we've got a, the first of what it promises to be um, a epic ship like series of ranking the Primark models um, no unfortunately it's only going to be two parts rather than the uh, 26 uh, 26 part um, set that we did before Um, So we're going to be talking about ranking the Primark models from Forgeworld. And in this episode, we're going to be doing part one. Um, Look out for part two in in January's episode. Um, That just really means that we're definitely going to come back next year and we're not going to decide over Christmas to close and shut her up completely.
0: We will, we will make episode one hundred in some form. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting closer. I promise, we will actually do it. <laughs> it's getting there, isn't it? It's getting there, uh, um, mate. It's been, it's been a journey the last few months. And as a disclaimer, we are recording this episode over multiple sessions and multiple days in multiple locations, so the sound may be a little bit off. But we wanted to get a Christmas episode out. We wanted to get an end of year episode out um and and so hopefully you enjoy, and it's not too dissimilar to what you're used to um but yeah, as Sam said, we've got our normal news from terror and oath a moment, the spotlight about food and eating too much, or in the case of the imperium, hopefully not too much because it all sounds awful um. And then the first half of ranking the Primarch. So, yeah, I think we're in for a good episode, despite all the chaos that is happening around us. Um,
1: next Hobby Hangout, um, I believe I'm running it. Um, it will be on the 22nd. overdue, sir. It will be on the 22nd <laughs> of January. Um, I've just checked my calendar, so I can definitely do that. Um, so it'll be the 22nd of January, and you'll see an event on the um, uh, on the Facebook page. Um, on the community safe room and I'll also put the dates into the discord as well um, on those if you wanted to join our community our little safe space we have the Adeptus Terror Podcast community safe room on Facebook um, head over there and, and uh, request to join and I'm sure we'll let you in as long as you're not a pesky bot um, and then on there as well you can also get a link to our discord and join the conversation over there um, if you're not on Facebook um, feel free to reach out to us on the email um, which is the adeptus Terror Podcast at gmail.com um, and that way we can send you a link to join the Discord or, or help you get onto the uh the community safe room itself as well. Um, yeah, indeed. So without further ado um, we should do news from terror um so yeah. let's jump straight in with um the sprue corner so as you may uh, may hear actually neil isn't here he has filled in his sections but i think out of respect for for neil not that he's dead um he's just tired um we will just miss Neil's neil Neil's parts yeah, out yeah we
0: will we'll let them carry over to next month so yeah. he he's definitely got something to talk about in january as well 100%. um there's no point us reading it out and then not really understanding it so he does appear in the spotlight and And in the rank in the Primarks, he did the bits of the podcast that uh, were really essential to him being there. And we kind of let him off this because it is very, very late in the evening and he's got to get up very, very early for work. So, um, yeah, you will hear his voice a bit later on indeed um Um, yeah do you want to go go first first? oh okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so my sprue corner is really really simple um so i'm working on a fury of the ancients list so a completely um dreadnought list um mainly because i hate my friends um and i don't want them (laughs) to enjoy playing games with me um so i'm um, honestly
0: so looking forward to playing
1: (laughs) it is a narrative list don't worry i swear um it's not it's not really um so what i did this month is um i actually collected all of the contemptors um and i started I started going through and um, cutting the contempt of sprues, working out guns um, and actually, quite a lot. Of, uh, in my opinion, quite a lot of the admin side of, of building them. Um, my intention is to build them um, all at once. Now, I, I can't build them until I do my bases and, and I've decided to actually build my own bases um, because... Um, that just really isn't ones out there that I really like. Uh, I went backwards and forwards with Matt a few times around this, but actually oh, um, yeah. I've just ordered quite a a, a lot of stuff from uh, Green Stuff World, um, which which should be here sooner rather than later, which will mean once I have that, I can build my bases um, and then I'll be able to build my Contemptors. Ooh,
0: because... Which which pattern did you go for? Uh,
1: so I didn't actually go for a roller. Um, I, I went for, uh, I ended up buying some um, pipe. So some one millimetre pipe um, work. Uh, I went for some uh, checker plate board that they sell, like already made into yes, yeah, the, yeah, the board. Yeah. Um and then I went for just some some standard plastic art for, for that as well. Um I've Ooh. also ordered from um Amazon uh some mesh grate that used to go over the top of computer fans um so stop dust yes. getting into computers. Um so that will work out as almost like a mesh grating. So um it's it, it shape they're shaping up to be kind of a nice urban um, urban um, factory kind of setting um so pipe work that kind of stuff and i I have a absolute metric ton of just scatter terrain that i can use as as as, um little add-ons to the bases because actually they're all 60 mil um, bases so they are quite big so i I, it's quite a lot of space to to do it so um yeah
0: i'm I'm looking forward to it i'm gonna build my own bases the good thing about building i was just gonna say the uh the cool thing about building bases like that is you can build them up so you, you do your pipe work, you do your mesh, you do all those things. And then you go, oh, I need a little something here. Or actually, that's enough. And you can just stop at whatever stage you want to.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. So that's what I'm looking forward to, really. Um, but that's it really for me. I've kind of had a bit of a quiet month. Um, no real excuses, just that I'm quite lazy. So uh, I didn't really do much at all. Um, Matt, tell us about your wonderful month for Sprue Corner
0: um yeah i've done a little bit actually when i look at it um it doesn't feel like a lot but i suppose a month can can seem like a long time um i built the flatbed version of the ridge hauler that sam and neil got me for my birthday um and uh so when you build that kit for those that haven't built the ridge hauler um it you can either leave the flatbed off for the container to go on yeah um as it's like back and it's transporting the container or you can put a flatbed base over the chassis of the wheels. Um, so I put the flatbed on because I wasn't sure what I wanted to put on there. I thought about doing it as, you know, just cargo, maybe a possible tarp over the top of barrels, boxes, a standard kind of truck. Mm. Um, I also looked at the idea of turning it into a tanker, um, uh, like an oil tanker, that uh, petroleum tanker. um, or maybe even a fire truck. I saw a really cool conversion of one as a fire truck where they'd use like a, a can on the back um with some extra 3D printed details and ladders. And then they had changed out the uh autocannon turret on the front for like a jet hose. Um the guy has you know been recreated as a fireman. I thought that was really unique and could fit my um Prometheum storage mining board quite well. Um, so yeah, I really didn't know what to go for. Um, and then I ended up sticking on the servo hauler crane and it, it fits so nicely with very minimal need for cutting, uh, that I went, do you know what? I've always wanted a kind of crane in some format. It's kind of Sam's love for cranes rubbed off on me. Love it. Um, and so now it's a, it's a crane transport truck that can pick up bits and put them elsewhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with how that's come out. That's, uh, all ready for paint now. Um, and I do want another one. Um, I think I want one for one of the previous ideas, whether to do the fire truck or a tanker or just a general cargo hauler with boxes and barrels and some kind of tarp that's like ratcheted down over the top could be really cool conversion as well. Um, along with one of the tracked forge World versions, um, which is not a ridge hauler, it's called something else, but um, very similar in design. Um, I definitely want one of the forge World ones, and I want another one. So that would be three of these big vehicles as terrain, which I think are really good for line of sight blocking. They look quite unique, and they fit the both of my boards, because I have the secret weapon urban board that has the roads, These things can be parked up on the road, so I don't need to use as many buildings. Or if I wanted a really inventory-heavy, stacked terrain board, the long roads can cause problems with that, but these big vehicles would sit on there really nicely. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of investing probably quite a chunk of money into uh, those bits of scenery, but I think they're going to really pay off when it comes to games. So I'm willing to. Mm, I think it's going to be good.
1: I like the... The way that the um Oh, sorry, where's it gone? The Kronos Pattern Iron Crawler is the Forge World model. Um, ah, I really yeah. do like the way it looks. the the rear end is I think a little bit underwhelming. I think you could probably either make it cut it off there and have it almost as a flatbed for storage. Um, maybe some ammo crates would be quite cool. Um, or extend extend it out further to make it look like it'll carry more. Um, I don't I don't know what one would, would look better. But that is one massive chunk of resin which looks absolutely terrifying um to to to, to, to build. But you're used to that kind of stuff. So I'm sure yeah, it'll go.
0: It does well it, uh, it doesn't worry me. I just look forward to it. I just really like the look of it. Yeah, yeah. It's just big chunky machinery. Um and where I didn't want loads of static buildings, yeah. It just gives you an instant it's like putting down a building, you know, line of sight blocking easily. Mm. Um yeah, I just, I just really like that. Like, I mean, in terms of height, it's like two Marines, so you could probably even stand a Contemptor behind it. Yeah. And it would be certainly partially covered, if not fully, from That's some cool. angles. That's cool. That works out well. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, uh, sorry, I was looking at the model. You, I got all excited again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so other than the, the truck, I also did two things, both on um the hobby hangout so one would have been the november one just after recording last month and uh one of them i did just before recording this bit um in the december hangout so two hangouts um this one i built the forge world ripper swarms that james bought me uh for my birthday um and uh, it was cool to build them again and just be reminded how simple but awesome that kit is and i want another three. because i think 6 is a good number feels hoardy, but it's not like over the top so i want another 3 of those um and i did those just literally this week um but last month i was knocking around a load of um scatter scenery like literally you know the like the little ammo crates mm. and barrels that you get in some of the newer um kit um so yeah i started getting all those bits together and i just started gluing them together to make big chunks of kind of all scenery. So I built a a stack of crates um, uh, and then I built a second stack and they kind of interlock quite nicely to make two piles very close together, but they can be separated. Um, And then I built a line that was kind of three or four barrels, a few boxes around them, a toolbox, a few of the kind of unique bits that you get in some of the newer um, GW scenery kits, particularly the Manufactorum stuff. Um, and yeah, they're just some cool, unique pieces that I'm going to paint up and are extra bits that I can get out if I want a busier board, but if I want to just, you know, only have the bigger vehicles, then, um, I don't need to get them out of the box. So they were a fun little build during a hangout while chatting with the guys. Oh, cool. That sounds really fun. Um, Yeah. I don't think actually I took any photos of those, so I should probably get on that.
1: Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll post them when the episode goes live. Um, yeah, that'd be a good thing painting now i haven't and i think you're pretty much the same i haven't really touched any painting since i finished off my alpha legion um not because i've not really wanted to i've i've just in all honesty i've just not really been here um i i got them finished for an event that i went to um, you have
0: been away for a long time
1: yeah i went to an event at the end of october um and i got them finished for that and then i in all honesty haven't really been in my house longer than a week so i haven't really been able yeah. to do anything um so i i do i do really want to get back to it i mean I, i'll certainly are i'm going to an event in february so I, I need to get some stuff painted for there um so i'm hoping next year I'll, I'll i'll fall back into to painting um and and just paint a lot more so that's kind of my hope um but in this month no no painting
0: fair enough yeah i haven't touched any paint since pre-event I went so hard because, as usual, I wait until the last possible moment to pull my finger out. And um, I think that burnt me out a bit. And I really need to get back in the saddle. I'm actually going to kind of probably shoot myself in the foot. But I plan to paint one new piece slash unit. So that's kind of could be a terrain. That's why it's a piece rather than unit. Uh, But, you know, a item um a month in 2023 yeah wow that's my goal i want to have 12 finished things that i can look at and go yeah i did that and i think that's achievable you know i could do 12 characters i could do a bit of scenery that month a 10 man jump pack squad for my night lords that month a tank for the ultramarines month three like i think i can do that and that steady flow and variety should allow me to achieve that Now, I'm not necessarily saying, like, I'm going to be really rigid with that either. Like, if I get to the end of March, and March has been horrible because of work and family or whatever, then I can always do two in April, right? The idea is that by the end of the year, I want 12 finished pieces as a minimum. I just started kind of thinking I've kind of taken my foot off the gas, and actually I want to keep pushing, and I and I think my love for the hobby and the love for getting games in and the law, all of that will flood back a little bit more if I'm actively hobbying. Yeah. Um, so that's my goal really for, for next year, hopefully on the month, every month. But if I have a month that slips, I can always catch up mm. rather than like some strict challenge. It's just a, an, a, an aim and a desire. Cool. um,
1: games so i went to an event uh i went to board Drum. Yeah. so um i'll quickly
0: run through that I'm, I'm not this was the rogue trader dude right
1: yeah yeah female lady that event. um yeah, so sorry. <laughs> i uh i'm not very really good at going through games themselves so what i'll do is i'll, I'll just go through the missions Um. talk about my opponents and, and talk about how i did um i don't really like the blow by blow stuff so um the played free games it was a I think it was a twelve, two thousand 2,000 point. Yeah, to the top of my head, it was 2,000 point um, lists. Um, the missions were bespoke missions written by um, the, the event organizers. Um, so they had, um, it was long table edges, 12-inch deployments, um, which was fun. Um, so this is mission one. Um, the first turn was uh, you, you had to deploy um, objectives, Um, which was so it was a single objective in the middle of the table um, and that was representing a descending escape pod. Okay so the descending pod so the objective marker placed at the start of the game represents the predicted landing point of the escape pod. The escape pod has uh, has not hit the ground just yet and at the start of each turn you scatter 2d6. If the objective lands on impassable terrain it goes off the board reduce the scatter to stop this happening. After this roll Uh, Roll a D6 and add the turn number. If the result is eight or higher, the drop pod will land. Where the drop pod lands, use a large blast marker. Any model underneath that um, that marker uh, takes a Strength 10 AP2 hit and must be moved two inches from the objective while trying to maintain coherency with the squad. So you place the start the game. You place your drop pod in the middle of the board. You roll three D6. It moves, and then every turn you move it again two D6, and then uh, roll to see if it comes in. Um, So the person who holds the pod um, at the end of the, the game gains four victory points um, and then you finally and the secondary objectives you get death toll at the end of the game the side gains one victory point for each unit they are destroyed That always falling back oh uh, and slay the warlord um, so the idea is the, the narrative that f- went was your rogue trader um, is in the pod and then the rats, that signifying the rogue trader coming down um, to the planet uh, and then so in the first mission, you don't play of your rogue trader at all. Um, I played um, I played a um, what they called Dark Angels list. Um, very scary Dark Angels list with a land raider, um, three dreadnoughts. So two contemptors and one Leviathan, oh. um, the little uh, Volkite um volkite tanks you know the ones that fire like 20 volkite shots out the front of them um that was fun uh a five man heavy weapon autocannon squad a breacher squad of 15 man with um apothecary and a praetor um and then finally a um specialist um destroyer squad there we go destroyer squad with what looks like a moratat in there as well Um, because it was Dark Angels they have that weird rule where if you go into the no man's land in the middle you roll a dice and and, um, uh, on a one or two I think it is you're immobilized every turn so everything is difficult terrain basically um so that
0: was yeah fine. that's uh their right of
1: war yeah yeah it was it was good fun um i took my uh st- i say standard um i took my um alpha legion list which consisted of a kratos um a five-man terminator squad two five-man um headhunter squads uh two oh sorry uh yes two um tactical squads one 10-man volkite heavy weapons squad uh and my seekers uh a librarian and one land speeder um, so very rapido. um one thing i I learned in this game, so i I ended up losing to start with, but then the guy I was playing against realized that he he did a me and took a little too many tanks. um <laughs> so we ended up basically saying that I won because I spent most of my time trying to kill these two tanks. <laughs> um so that wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. um so uh, it, it, the 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 drop pod ended up coming down literally on the last turn. Um, and then um, I was being chased away. One cool moment for me is my 10-man tactical squad was being annihilated um, by this Destroyer squad. They blew up the Rhino they were in. My guys got out. Um, The next turn, the Destroyer squad targeted my um, 10-man tactical squad again. However, by this point, the drop pod had actually came in, and they were really close by, but they weren't close enough. Um, so what i did is i used my special uh, alpha legion reaction when they got targeted and shunted right on top of the drop pod um, so started holding the drop pod um, which was which was a a, a fantastic moment it, it ended up not really that's it was a bit of a draw and he won on number of units killed um, but then obviously we, we changed that score um, but very good game um, it was against a guy from um, battlefield no uh, heresy scotland um so it was it was really good and i, I thoroughly enjoyed it um next game was against
0: that uh, sounds fun little mission yeah it was it was really
1: fun um next game was against um iron hands um now i don't think i have oh yes next next mission mission two. Oh no that's mission three so that's not right so next mission was mission two i didn't take a picture of the missions for that um but this was effectively a parlay in the middle of the board um, so your, oh, cool. yeah. So your whole army had to deploy within twelve inches of your board edge. However, your um, your rogue trader plus one squad could start in w- w- had to start in the middle of the board. Um, yeah, and from, as if
0: they're having a conversation in the middle of a potential war.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and the idea is that you cannot, as a, a player, target inside that circle. Um, for the first turn um you can't you can't hit them um and they can't shoot uh out um of that turn and if they shoot people inside they it's like on a, it's it's like a, um a snapshot so it, it's incredibly hard to hit people inside this circle uh and so the 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 immediate reaction I I had was well I'll just I'll just park a I'll park a rhino nearby and just throw my guy into a rhino <laughs> and then they'll drive away. Which <laughs> which worked actually remarkably well. So I, I, I paired up my um Rogue Trader with my Terminator Squad. Um the Terminator Squad Um basically gave chase as my opponent who is playing Iron Hands um, had a, a squad of um Thalax standing there um with my guy with with with, with his Rogue Trader. Um so that was wonderfully challenging. Um they started to retreat, um, to run away with their their um their Rogue Trader. I, I detached my Rogue Trader and ran him on his own back to the safety of his own lines and then gave chase with my um Terminator Squad, They're gonna, you know, run down the enemy. Um it was a really bloody game, um, and it literally ended um with him coming around the back with a land raider um and a super duper assault squad. Um to my neatly hidden rhino with my 10 man tactical squad and um my rogue trader inside uh, and he basically made a bit <laughs> of a cock up in terms of who he was targeting um and he didn't end up killing he didn't end up manage to killing the rhino um so it ended up that i i, I drew the game um because my rogue trader was alive and his rogue trader was alive because he absolutely annihilated everything um and i i think i did a good job at trying to kill him so um i took out one rhino with the rogue trader in and and the rhino exploded um but didn't kill the rogue trader he got into another rhino and i did the same thing to that rhino as well um so it was a very bloody game but it just couldn't just couldn't get the kill couldn't get the kill um and then finally third game was against iron hands again Um very popular faction at the moment um and that yeah, was very called- strong that was called Scorched Earth. So Scorched Earth mission was... Um, the victory conditions was the enemy numbers are overwhelming. Um has chosen to bombard the area, get to a safe area, and then get extracted. So this is a 12-inch bubble in the middle of the board, which was the safe area. Um, and every turn, the diameter of that bubble gets smaller and smaller. Um, anyone outside of the bubble at the start of turn two um, receives a um, strength 10 AP four breaching four plus hit for each model for each model outside of the ring. So turn two, it's a 48 inch diameter. So 24 inches from the middle. Um, Turn three was 36. So that would be, what, 15, 16, 17, 18 inches in the middle. Um, turn four was 24, so 12 inches. And turn five was six inches for the middle. So it, what's, what this is effectively doing... Run into the middle of the board. Yeah, is it's forcing entire armies to basically move into the middle <laughs> of the board, which, as an army that doesn't do well with others being nearby... Um, I found this incredibly difficult, and I ended up... I, I, I think I lost. I must have lost. I, I, I'm i just trying to remember the score, but I, I definitely lost this game.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't do well at all. I think your army can do all right up close. It's about yeah. that mid-range firepower and utilising it. Um, but yeah, w- once it becomes full-on combat. But yeah. I don't know, you've got power daggers.
1: Yeah, they're all right. They're not the best.
0: But yeah, I...
1: The the, the the mission i think worked really well um i i think it was very um fun to play so i would i would definitely like to play it with other people i thought that would be really good um that game was against gore crow um that's his uh instagram handle gore understand crow um fantastic painter james um who you'd know from the podcast he um he has uh, played him before from i think they're local to each other um so yeah it was a it was an exceptionally good good game um in terms of actually winning so i would have what lost one drew one and won one so i think i did Not bad i think i did really well um i am definitely better than i thought i went to the event on my own the event was really well run um the event was i got it was a one day event so i didn't have to go back the next day um they provided lunch on the day from the chip shop which was quite nice um there were prizes for the winners and and it was more about like the best narrative and the the, the best painted rogue trader that kind of stuff rather than kind of like who won and and, and whatnot um so yeah it was nice to get into that the community. seems to be
0: quite typical yeah
1: yeah it was it was nice to get into the community it was nice to play um so it was a good good time i really enjoyed it looking forward to doing more events next year um mm, awesome did, uh, you you didn't play any games in this last month but you you have been working on your list do you want to go through those now
0: yeah i was going to just quickly shoot through those uh not take too much time breaking down every single item or anything but yeah i i wish i played some games i realized that actually i can't right now play three thousand point games now i mean i've got enough to play two thousand point games so i'm not hindering myself in that sense but um, yeah, I I started looking at my 3,000 points for both my Ultramarines and Night Lords, and wanted to round them off so they fit the the narrative of the army, how I want to play the Legion and represent the Legions, um, and and these are what I came up with. So starting with the Ultramarines, um, I've got my Predator again, Master of Armour HQ, um, heavy conversion beam cannon, las cannon sponsons. Um, this right of war is the armoured spearhead so all tanks everything must be in a tank or it's dead Um, you literally remove it from play before the game even starts Um, you also get to put predators as troops so this time round, i have all the predators are exactly the same uh, with the predator cannon and heavy bolter sponsons and a searchlight Um, and i have two individuals and then a squadron of two because i needed the space in my troop choices um i then have um three other troop choices two are exactly the same there are tactical squads in rhinos with various upgrades uh, um and then the last one is a breacher squad inside a land raider all with volkite chargers mm. so this is a new unit volkite chargers um yeah yeah volkite charger breaches is a new thing for this edition and um, you couldn't give all your guys volkite chargers now you can and um i breaches the shield wall uh roman legionaries that imagery of the ultramarines i like that so i'm gonna gonna do that i've still got the power sword unit but they are very very expensive um they have their own unit this this edition uh which is cool it used to be you just upgraded a breach squad with all power weapons but now they have their own actual name and unit Um, which escapes me right now without the books in front of me, but they're quite expensive. So they're not in this list. Um, but yeah, that gives me six troop choices. Um, three of which give giving me line because the predators don't have line. The right of war doesn't give it to them. So it allows me to have three capturing units in tanks as well as the tanks, um, in my troop choice slots um elites i just have one elites which is now um i'm upgrading from five suzerains to ten suzerains in the land raider um two of which have thunder hammers because they're quite nasty now um uh they're my elite slot in fast i've still got the xyphon interceptor now i don't think it's going to be as good this edition but uh, i've got one i really like the model it's all painted up and it, it does give me that anti-air in case someone brings a, a flyer so i kept it in my list um and then we get to my heavy which is uh, a bit different uh this edition i have a sikaran arcus tank and um, with las cannon sponsons and helical targeting array in case i do need to anti-air something scary um i have two vindicators as one squadron, and they have been upgraded to have the Magna Laser Destroyers, um, which make them quite tasty for anti-tank. And then my last heavy option is a Kratos with flare shield, four las cannons, and the battle cannon with flash burn shells. Do
1: you know what my Kratos did really well at that event? Like I definitely think I played it better with the flare shield and 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 actually doing something. Um, yeah. Which, which I think in in previous games I've played it, it's just been quite underwhelming. But actually, I think I've kind of started getting into the swing of how it works and how you should run it. So, no, I, I think Kratos is a great addition to that list. I think it, it's going to going to round it off well and give you that centre point.
0: Yeah. So this list it lost the Medusas, Yeah. Which uh, moved to legacies, and I I don't really want to play with units that they're not going to kind of back and get behind. So Yet. I've I've kept them out. I've still got the models. I still plan to keep them because they're cool conversions and um, Simon three D printed the the um, I was gonna say turret, but it's not really the right word. The artillery piece um, for them and stuff. So they're very unique and kind of um, models that I still like to to have in my collection, shall we say? Um, but yeah, I, I was looking and going, Do you know what? I've got kind of decent mid range and actually anti personnel with the heavy bolters, predator cannons, like DACA preds as they're known. Um adding the Volkite Charger breaches and the two tactical squads gives me good line scoring, which I used to leave up to the Predators because they could score before. Um so that was massively needed. Um the suzerain's going up to ten is just a scary unit becoming really scary. Um and that's really my big punch. So if someone's got an elite unit, a Primark a um a unit that's coming to charge at me trying to kill my tacticals, my scoring units, the Suzerains will drive up in their Land Raider and hopefully finish that problem. Um and then yeah, just I kind of wanted my heavy supports to be almost hang back, shoot from afar. So the Arcus does that with its missiles and LAS cannons. The magna laser destroyers have got you know forty-eight inch range, and then the four las cannons and the battle cannon on the Kratos means it doesn't really need to go anywhere unless I really want it to. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a, a mix of gunline tanks and driving forward with transport list. Um, I'm I'm quite happy with that one. That one I'm I'm quite excited to get built and play. Oh cool!
1: No, it, I'm looking uh, forward to playing it.
0: Um, it feels a bit more with the solar auxilia that I had last edition allied in, I had a lot less than I thought and getting it to 3000 points, full on ultramarines, full on tanks is going to be really, really fun. I'm looking forward to, to doing that other than the painting is a little bit of work going through the airbrush with the, um, metallic paints and stuff. Isn't the easiest, but, um, once it's done it'll look really good and um I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it overall that project. It feels like a new army, even though it's an up uh upgrade isn't the right word, but a change, I guess. Yeah. Um Yeah, then so Night Lords uh is more of a, a just a bit of an update. Not much has changed. I'd already started changing this list to the new edition before we hosted our event in October um but yeah I've, I've taken out a bunch of hqs um which i think saved a lot of points and then invested them elsewhere um so i've got uh, my primark conrad Kers, who's a pretty much an auto include in Night Lord lists i would say in this edition he just gives such good army buff saves you so many points that you almost get him down to the same cost as bringing a praetor because you're saving over 200 points in not having to give everything night vision because he just gives it to the army. Yeah. Um which is just glorious. Um in HQ I have uh, a vigilator with melter bomb and a charnable weapon. Um so very basic. Um he's going to go with um uh one of my elite choices um to give them the infiltrate. Uh I have in troops I have a 10 man terror squad with volkite chargers. Um, I have two five-man recon squads um, with nemesis bolters. And then I have a 20-man assault squad. So big blob, of jump pack guys. Um, They've all got upgrades, but yeah, don't need to go that far in depth. Um, In elite slots, I've filled all four elite slots, um, which is something I don't regularly do, which is is quite fun and new for me. Yeah. Yeah. so, I've got a Contempter with Gravis Melter Cannon and the Power Fist with Graviton Gun. So, you can go hunting vehicles and or elite things. Um, I've got two Apothecaries. Um, one with uh, a minor Combi Bolter, um, which gives it the Volkite, and that he goes with the Terror Squad. And then one Apothecary with Jump Pack, who goes with the. Words, um assault squad. Then I have in my third elite slot I have a seven man veteran squad, seven combi plasmas, two power swords and a power fist in there. Um they infiltrate with the vigilator and give me quite a nasty little fire base uh with the combi plas. Um the idea is they kind of infiltrate near if I'm playing Sam, his Terminators use and try and get that plasma shot off to kind of get them out of the way um, before they become a big threat to something else. Um, so they're almost my headhunter squad, <laughs> to put it into Alpha Legion language. Uh, and last elite slot is my destroyer assault squad. So this is a 10-man jump pack destroyer squad, two RAD missiles, um, and a phosphex bomb and chonable weapon on the sergeant. Um they are gonna go with KERS. Um the idea being that the rad missiles drop uh toughness values. Um and they uh the rad missile launchers on destroyers have assault rather than heavy, so they can move and shoot. The idea is this unit moves up with Kers, shoots a bunch of stuff with the long range rad missiles. You know, uh, thinking later on in the game you're gonna charge them and then Kurz will be wounding on twos with re-rolls because of his lightning claws with Shred, Um, because they're toughness three rather than four Marines. Um, Carrying on in the list. Um, Fast attack is where kind of the rest of the points are really made up in the list. I have a a Xyphon Interceptor again. uh, I plan to use my Primaris Lightning Fighter, which is no longer available but I'm going to use that as my Xiphon and just a different model. And I think 99% of people will be fine with that. Certainly in my regular games and my event, I'd probably just, if I went to an event, I'd message the uh, organizers and make sure they were happy with that.
1: Um, And also I I think quite a lot of people probably won't know the difference. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, it's equipped with Las Cannons, which the Xiphon is, And the Xiphon has the rotary missile launchers and underneath the wings on the Primaris R-6 missiles. So it is kind of equipped the same as well. Um, I think it's... And because that unit isn't available um, in terms of for any marine list, it's very easy to understand it as a Xiphon because that's the only real flyer other than the recognizable Storm Eagle and Fire Raptor. So I don't see a big issue with that. Um, And I enjoyed painting it, and it looks good. So I want to kind of keep using that model, really. Yeah, 100%. You do you. Um, Yeah, kind of. And then I've got my two units of javelins, which have been performing really well for me um, in the games I've had so far. So I've got three javelins with uh, the Volkite Culverins and the Heavy Bolters, just Daka murder. Um, And then two javelins with Laz Cannon Multimelter for vehicle hunting um and then rounding out the list is a single heavy support slot which is all i can take for my right of war uh and that is a whirlwind scorpius just hidden behind some scenery doing some fun barrage stuff um but yeah so that is a terror assault 3000 points wow
1: well which one are you going to build first
0: the i believe the night lords will be easier um, just going through the list. Um, I need to double check cause I feel like there might be a third apothecary in this, but, um, cause I vaguely remember feeling like I needed to build one. But, uh, at the moment, all I need is the 10 man destroyer squad, the turret for the Scorpius and 10 more assault Marines. And that list is done. Cool. Close. Um, and everything else is fully painted and ready to go. Um, so, yeah, so it's built by buying 20 Marines, converting them up probably, rather than buying Forge World kits like the destroyers, for example. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully getting a turret. I have asked for some of that stuff for Christmas. Yeah. Like a, a whirlwind Scorpius turret that I think looks quite unique and a bit stealth-like rather than the big, giant, like whirlwind normal uh, look which I'm excited uh, that I might get that. Um, But yeah, I think they'll be the ones that will be quickest to get playable. Um, And then I can be painting them up while slowly building and buying the ultramarine units to hopefully be finished by, you know, middle of the year, hopefully in my head. Both lists will be done kind of certainly by summer and then hopefully an event either in summer or just after that I can maybe find and go to with my friends. Ah, yeah, Cool. That's uh, my rough, rough plan for next year.
1: <laughs> the rough plan. Um, yeah. Right. As Neil's not here. Um, take a quick break and come back with Oath of Moment. Indeed. Yeah. This product is rated H for hobby. Smashing through your computer screens and mobile devices comes a monthly hobby feast like you've never, ever, ever probably seen. Hosted on Google Hangouts. 8 till 11 p.m. Sunday nights, UK time. Three hours of hobby feasts and hard-fought victories. Are you strong enough to survive? Are you brave enough to achieve? Are you wise enough to attend? I guess we'll have to wait and see At the next
0: Hobby Hangout
1: Check our social media pages for specific hangout details. Sam and Matt sold separately. We do not take responsibility for any lack of completion of hobby or level attendance
0: Welcome to the Oath of Moment. Um, this month is uh, my Oath of Moment, and I am bringing to you the best and worst of Black Library. So uh, I've I've kind of dubbed it the Name and Shame. What is your worst and best reads from Black Library, and why? Um, so we we're, we're each going to share our um favorite and or best and worst is kind of a general term that we're using there's no science behind it and we're not experts these are just our personal favorites and personal books we may be struggled with um and that's what we're going to be talking about um before we get into that neil's not not here to do the debrief but the terrain um subject how much terrain is important to your gaming experience uh went down really well you guys engaged with it on discord and the safe room um, and it was really fun to see people just engaging with the topic. Um, so again, the same for this month. If you, um, see the oath of moment posts go up when the episode goes live just afterwards, I believe we do it. Is it a week after now, Sam? Uh, no, no, we, we,
1: we do it the, the day after.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, after the, uh, episode goes live, the oath of moment subject will go up and, uh, you guys get to have your say. Um, whether commenting on our choices for this subject or giving your own favourite books or or worst books that you struggled with, um, Neil is going to give his options in the debrief section for next month because uh, I feel a bit um, uh, I feel a bit weird reading out his favourite and uh, favourite isn't the right word his best reads and worst reads with him not here to talk about why so he can do that in the debrief uh, before we do next month's Oath of Moment um so yeah sam do you want to go first second do you want us both to do our worst and then our best or the other way around um how, how do you want to do it
1: i'm gonna i reckon i'll go first and i reckon we just do both at the same time and kind of give our reasons as to why um so yeah. my best was praetorian of dawn um it's probably one of the most recent heresy books i've read um, and um, it has the Alpha Legion uh, and the Imperial Fists, uh, and it's the Alpha Legion harassing the Imperial Fists at Terra um, with all of their messery. I can't say the word I want to say, but all of the Alpha Legion, <laughs> all of the Alpha, Alpha Legion trickery that comes with being an Alpha Legion. Um, and then the worst, uh, I put Hell's Reach because um, Gumaldus is a doo doo head. And um <laughs> the whole book really wound me up, like, yeah, I
0: remember you particularly struggling when we did the review of that book
1: yeah, I just it just felt like I'll go with worse than I'll go with best because I think that's always nice um I, I just felt that it 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 slowed down around really boring parts, like the moving of the great weapon across the whole city um and yeah the the fact that. There were some really cool moments in there, like the 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 humans defending the do, uh, the, the 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 docks from the orcs, um, and that was really cool. And, and and how they kind of were helping some space marines and and stuff. That was really good. But it just kind of it was held down by the fact that Grimaldus is a massive whiny baby. Um, that kind of ruined <laughs> it for me. Whereas take that in comparison to Pretorative of Dawn, which is um, it kind of exemplified or, or personified the Alpha Legion to how. I basically built them um now so kind of like the the, everything's got a grand plan everyone looks the same it's all about infiltration and and exfiltration of, of 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 um pulling off a mission um the way that they goaded the the imperial fists um yeah I thought it was a really good book and anyone that hasn't read it I, I would 100% recommend reading Praetorian of Dawn I think it's a, mm. a fantastic read and, and and definitely worthwhile of being one of the the best books for me and and, and I think that, that line's hard I think it's 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 difficult to come up with the what are the best and worst reads but I think I really enjoyed Praetorian of Dawn and it and it really motivated me to 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 do and um uh finish an alpha legion force um so i think that really is a a testament to how good a story actually is um and that's how i kind of rank them all right you
0: yeah so uh, yeah when i came up with the subject the whole idea is really not necessarily like what is the best book it's not that kind of arguing against books just what one sticks out to you right and the same with worst Uh, I found worst harder to choose because I genuinely do enjoy most things from Black Library. I haven't read many books or short stories or whatever and gone, oh, I didn't like that at all. Um, So worst was much harder to choose. Um, And best, I could have probably listed 20 books, right? Um, Again, and or short stories and various things like that. But um, I ended up going with more kind of nostalgia thinking back to when I first really got into uh, the lore and everything. Um, and battle of the Fang was my, my best, um, choice. A close second would probably be World. I remember reading those space Marine battle books and just being blown away by, um, the character work, the story, um, all the kind of cool bolter porn stuff that just kind of grabs you every now and again of like, Oh, that was a cool explosion or, Oh, the way he killed that orc or whatever. um, uh, so for those that don't know battle of the fang is the thousand Sons and magnus attacking fenris um not the most recent time but this is kind of uh mid kind of 30k so it's after the heresy and all the scouring and stuff the space Wolves have started going looking for Russ because he hasn't come back from his um great hunt uh into the eye of terror um and most of the legion leave as one big force Um, to wreak havoc in the eye of terror and there's one company left on fenris to defend it and this is when the thousand suns come en masse to try and murder and destroy fenris forever and it's this kind of hold up siege of the fang and it's just everything that made me fall in love even more so with the space wars um and yeah so it's got a very special place in my heart um in terms of worst. I found that, again, very harder to choose. But the one that stands out most recently that I think I read and really didn't get on with other than in specific little moments was The Vengeful Spirit. Um, when we we covered that book, which is where um, Malkador gets a team together to go and try and like murder Horace and find out what he's doing on uh, the planet of... Uh, is it Moloch? I think it's molek yeah. or Molek, or however you pronounce that word it has the weird night houses that are like on the world and the father hates the son and the father dies to some beast on the world and the son seems horrible badly it's like the mum or the daughter he's marrying and I, I the whole book just really didn't grab me and i found it frustrating um and that's the one that kind of stood out to me when thinking about what is one of the worse uh, uh, reads of Black Library that I can remember. Um, so yeah, I think it's very easy to think nostalgically for the best. You know, the books that have stayed with you, like I could have said Legion really stayed with me. Yeah. Some of the, you know, the original three of the Heresy, I could have picked out a couple more Space Marine Battle books. The Space Wolf Omnibus you know, did, could have easily been here, but battle of the fang for some reason i think it was the first chris rake book i read and i love his writing and his depiction of the space wars as well um so uh i'm actually waiting uh to read the third part of the space war series he was writing which has ingvar who comes back from the death watch um i think we reviewed the first book for that yep. way back when um the third book has come out and gone And it's very hard to get hold of and punchy is going to send it to me to read, which I'm really excited for. Um, but yeah, battle of the fang just stands out. And although I haven't read it recently and maybe it doesn't hold up as good as my memory remembers, I just remember reading it and just glued to it. Like literally don't want to put it down, just reading page after page after page and looking at the clock thinking I should go to bed, but I just want to read some more. Mm. And that's again, a really, a really good sign of a good book
1: yeah i agree i agree
0: so yeah so they they are our our choices our oath of moments the things that we've uh, the books that we've loved the books that we've maybe not so loved um it'll be really cool to hear some of your choices or your opinions of the books we've mentioned as well Uh, and as i said neil will give his uh votes uh next month when we do the debrief and talk about some of the things that you guys have brought up so look out for the post on the safe room get involved and uh, get chatting um, and we will hopefully see you there um shall we take a quick break and come back with our spotlight let's do it awesome well you will see us again soon with an additional neil the
2: tendrils of the warp are Far reaching and communicating using the great social media anonymicon. Do I? What's that? Do I have to say that? Yeah,
1: it's a keeper, anonymicon.
2: Anonymicon. Anyway, it's apparently never been easier. Reach out and connect. Find them on the Adeptus Terror Podcast page on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash the Adeptus Terror Podcast, and the Adeptus Terror Podcast Community Safe Room. Facebook group www.facebook.com forward slash T A T P safe room. You can also connect to them on Instagram to see some of what they get up to in between episodes at the Adeptus Terror Podcast. Give these losers a break and please give them a like and a follow. Thanks, guys.
0: Welcome back. This is The Spotlight for episode 97. Uh, We are doing food and drink of the Imperium. Uh, So it's nearly Christmas and food is something that we eat far too much of at Christmas. And one of the images, I don't know about you guys, but that comes to my mind when talking about Christmas is the family around the table having the Christmas roast. It's like a big get-together with my family. Um, So it seems like the perfect timing to cover the general food and drink experience throughout the Imperium of Man. As Sam stuff is faced with uh, sweet potato fries, is that? No, curly fries with mayonnaise. Curly fries. Curly, curly fries. fries. Yep. It's um, going right now, to my thighs, it is. A disclaimer with this subject. This list is not exhaustive. Blimey, I'm tired. This list isn't super deep, um, but it's got lots of things on it. So digging for this stuff is quite difficult. Finding the different... Um, food and drink that the Imperium consume can take a bit of time. Uh, I think Neil pulled out a drink that I'd missed or forgotten about, which is good. Um, So we've compiled a generally well-known list of substances, food and drink related, of course, that are consumed throughout the Imperium. Now, within the Imperium, entire worlds are devoted to agriculture and food providing the necessary sustenance for populations el- elsewhere in the galaxy. These agri-worlds can grow a variety of food in a variety of ways, and from the ill-tempered groks to the simple wheat for bread. We'll hear more about groks from from Sam, I believe. I think he's doing the groks in, the, in this segment. Um, entire continents are given over to the growth of certain foodstuffs, and the most common type of food grown on agri-worlds and then distributed distributed to feed the innumerable masses is processed corn the variety can produce confusion when imperial cultures mix in one recorded instance tona crid a native of vervenhive on vargast mistook camouflage paint as a type of food paste which was supplied to the off-world tanith first regiment which is a, a hilarious situation i'm sure that went down well Um, now Space Marines have been known to subsist on, uh, oh, this is a hard one. Triglyceride. There you go. Triglyceride, blah, blah, blah. blah. Triglyceride. That one, gel, and amino porridge, as well as local wildlife hunted during their firing exercises, because, of course, um... We're basically going to go through some of the listed uh, information on some of the food and drink, alcoholic and otherwise, um, and I guess basically enjoy. What were you going to say now? Sorry. Well,
3: I- I'm intrigued as to why they've called it tri- what triglyceride. What is triglyceride? <laughs> what it actually is triglyceride because you know it's it's a real thing. Up if I spelled it right, triglyceride, triglycerides, a type of
1: blood fat.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That feels very space marine
1: Okay, cool, right? Happy blood, days. blood fat, do you blood think it's, fat, gel. do you think it's their own? No, do you think it's, it's, um, you know, when you don't eat, you go into starvation mode, you start eating your muscle and stuff like that. Do you think space marines? Have just developed the way of just sort of self-vampiring,
0: maybe self-vampiring. That mm. wouldn't surprise me. So amino acids and amino mm. porridge.
1: Yeah, you um, you know stuff like that, no, don't you? I'm not doing that now.
0: Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so uh, enjoy this this list of uh, delicacies that are experienced throughout the Imperium. I think Sam's going to start us off with uh, one of my favourite grox.
1: So um, grox and slab is my. My two that I'm doing together. Um, So, the grox is a large and aggressive reptilian animal. When the system was absorbed into the Imperium, it was discovered that the animals possessed many useful traits, such as the ability to survive in in almost any environment and to thrive on even the most indigestible food. So, like children. What system was it from, Sam? Sorry. The system. The system that it was from was the. I'm going to say the Korak system from the top of my head. But give me Una Memento Porpovore. Solomon system, the Solomon system, where nothing's really known about it. So that's good for you oh, to know. Yeah, the Solomon system. Um, so Grox meat itself uh, is extremely palatable and nutritious because of their value as livestock. They have since been introduced to other worlds throughout the entire galaxy, um, like cows. Uh, and, yeah, basically. And, and, and well,
0: reptilian cows. Reptilian
1: <laughs> cows, because I, I guess they obviously aren't native to lots of countries and I'm guessing they exist there now um just because of their way of of being able to to um to use them for their meaty goodness of steak. And I guess milk, but mainly steak. Um the Grox is now the most common type of livestock animal throughout the Imperium. The only drawback to the Grox is their temperament. They will usually charge any creature on site, including other Grox Um, They are about five meters tall and and uh, well-muscled. They are territorial and they like their privacy, so attempting to herd grocs together would easily drive them into a rage. Um, The solution used uh, is to lobotomize most of the sock while keeping the breeding animals sedated by drugs or suppressed by electro-prods, which are wired directly into their small, tiny, tiny brains. Um, Even with these precautions... Accidents still happen, so grocs are usually kept on agri worlds and isolated from human settlements. Uh, grok herders are also known as gaxmen. Um, <laughs> they there are also imperial uh mega fauna herds known as the mega groks, um, because everything needs to have a mega in front of it. Um, though, uh, though what relation to the to they have to grocs are actually unknown, they're just called mega because I'm assuming they probably look fairly similar to, to beefier, either. beefier, yeah, maybe beefy. Big beefy, beefy boys. Big beefy boys. Beefy. Um so when when I was looking at the the grocks, um do you remember uh the forty K forge World model for um orcs? Uh,
0: the orc gargan.
1: The yes. Auk, the orc gargan squiggath. Oh,
0: you mean the, the uh yeah, is it left. the
1: squeaker left? That's kind of how I pictured it. Um, and, and oh, looking okay.
0: At... I think I was saying, well, yeah, it's a big reptilian creature. Um, I, I don't know why. I always think of, uh, is it Dimetrodons? The dinosaur runs on all four legs, has the big sail on the back. Yep. Yeah. That, that just pops into my head when talking about Grox for some reason. I have no idea if it looks anything like that, but that's just the image that I am conjuring right now.
1: Yeah, they they kind of look like a, a a weird mix between a dragon and a dinosaur, so like a um, dragon, a dragon, a dragon. Anyway, slab. So, slab is the imperial name for heavily processed and high protein grox meat. Uh, that is cheap for the Imperium to make. Uh, it also slowly degrades, which makes slab the perfect rations for the Astro militar and Guardsmen. So I'm guessing ah. this is probably uh, like the Savaloy of grox. Um, so (laughs) like lips beaks and squeaky cheeks and all the extra bits that aren't good enough for everyone else (laughs) are made into slab um do you reckon it's like a you know like tray bakes like um, it makes me think of spam in a tin spam yeah i'm not a fan of spam who the other day was like oh um i'm having corned beef for, for lunch and i was like Corned beef, are we in the war? What's wrong with you? Just yeah, eat, what's going re- on? Just eat normal food. There's I bet Neil, you look wrong. like a corned beef. Yeah, you're a corned beef eager. There's nothing right you. wrong with corned beef. <laughs> <laughs> Make a corned beef hash. It's good. Is the corned beef hash when it's like little bits mixed with potato? Then you yeah. kind of fry it up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, can yeah,
0: imagine yeah. that being quite tasty. Yeah,
1: that's quite good. You chuck a bit of onion in there. There was um there was a military ration pack which was corned beef hash, and it looked like um a mix between cat food and uh, pasty, you know, kind of like chunks oh. of meat and stuff like that. <laughs> so as long as, you, what I found with it, and you could eat it cold or hot, it was perfectly fine either way, is if you just close your eyes, think of England, and just eat the food, like it actually tastes really good. So I'm guessing it's something very similar, but a bit more of a long-life version of it, probably. Okay. Probably, okay. Probably I like it. Really.
3: Um, that's it. Neil, over to you. Okay. Right. So a very short list of uh different foods here uh we're gonna start off with the apple peach right okay so the apple peach um obviously sounds a little bit more exotic than just peach or apple um and it is rather expensive due to its uh its nature as once it is harvested it needs to be stored at a very very precise temperature (laughs) Eighteen point five degrees Celsius. Oh, otherwise, otherwise it will rot within minutes. Wow, that is a delicacy. It is. It is. It's extremely expensive, and yeah, you need to keep it at that very, very, very specific temperature. So, chuck it in a reefer set to eighteen point five degrees C. Be fine. (laughs) Um,
0: That's crazy, and it sounds like it's just two fruits that have been crossbreeded or something. Yeah. It's an really apple fun. peach. Really reckon it's it. a
1: fuzzy apple.
0: It could yeah, be,
3: or it could be an apple that tastes like a peach. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Um, right, other bits of information that I could not find any background to. You've it's got a lot of
0: that. There was a lot of that.
3: So we've got caber nuts. Nice nuts. Uh, we've got
0: gantha root roll up. This makes me think of a fruit winder for some reason yeah like pasty sticky fruit winder
1: but more i I'm think not, more uh, on a like um not a charitable scale but as in like you can imagine them coming out of vending machines like free cred free creds yeah you're like working <laughs> in yeah. a manufacturer room. all right what you're gonna get for your, root for your, roll up yeah what you're gonna get for your break yeah. just like a roll up and a, a oh, we'll just
3: like do do like a um oh, a julienne
1: yeah,
3: peel it julienne style, and then yeah. just make rolls of it. Um,
1: Most yeah. of this food makes me feel sick. <laughs> I
3: know it is. It is like that. Yeah. Next, next we've got salma Kedigree. I have no idea what that's even supposed to be.
0: Salma Kedigree. It just had uh, a name, and that
1: was it. Isn't Ked, kedgery is salmon and Kedgeri. rice? So yeah, okay. maybe
0: fish of some description
1: oh sorry yes i pronounced it wrong my bad oh sorry i was just yes. linking words uh I've got no, no 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 sto- you're correct it I- is um, i've got a funny story about keggery um
3: please regale us
1: so it was christmas i was probably about 11 to like height of being so consumed with consumerism and presents and stuff like okay. that yeah used to the luxuries in life of like a full english breakfast uh for on christmas day and then followed swiftly by a full roast dinner um, one year my father turned around and proudly said, do you know what we're going to have? We're going to have kedgeree. It's like a fancy breakfast. And I was like, okay, okay I like fancy stuff. Let's do fancy. Um, <laughs> so it's me and my two sisters sitting at the table. At
0: 11, like, I like fancy stuff. Yeah, I
1: like fancy stuff. Uh, so me and my two sisters sat at the table. My dad brings out this big, like, paella dish style thing of kedgeree, And I'm like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's Kedgeri. And I was like, I, I, I don't like it. And he's like, you haven't tried it. And I was like, I, I, I can look at it and I know I don't like it. <laughs> and it was, it was salmon Kedgeri, which like on the, as an adult, I feel very um, lucky to, be, to have been able to, to try that kind of stuff. But as an 11 year old who just, who just wanted bacon sandwich, it was yeah, a bit of a breakfast. letdown. To the point where actually also um, my other sister cried. Like Lucy, Lucy, Lucy cried
0: what, what a start to Christmas yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And, like, and, hey and... let's have this fancy breakfast what's even worse what's even
1: worse is Caroline she's a vegetarian so she didn't have kedgeri. she had a weird sort of like vegetarian sausages in a, in a roll so she had a sausage like a sausage bap. and I was like what? I, I, I will be a vegetarian just to not eat this salmon today,
0: today I'll be veggie Yeah, just for the breakfast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, turmeric and salmon and curry powder. You can get like nice. Okay,
0: maybe it's maybe it's very similar. Sounds sounds the nicest out of everything we've discussed so far. And then finally, is carb. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally carb. A ration. I guarantee ninety nine percent of the Imperium are just eating carb because they can't get anything else. Yeah. I mean,
1: we it just eat carbs. Ration. I just ate a bowl of carb.
0: No,
3: no, 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 no. This is just carb. This is made out of grain. Yeah. So it's not potatoes. Oh. <laughs> it's made out of grain. It's, just, it's bread, right? It's bread. No, no. It's just called carb. <laughs> the granola it's a granola bar without any
1: kind of flavour. <laughs> it's, it's granola. It's a really dry poo.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. In a pack. In a pack. Hot. (sighs) Right, okay. (laughs) Okay, so moving on from all of that is synth. So synth kind of rounds out the food section and, to be honest, culminates most of the extra stuff. So synth is a general imperial term for any kind of food or material that is synthetically created by the Imperium. So there was a long list of different synths but as we're only doing food, and uh, I've kind of edited that down, I've realised I've actually deleted one off of the list, so I, I will uh, get that in a second. Um, but first, we have synth meat, which you know you know what it is. It's just synthetically created in brackets meat. Uh, I either think of bacon or everything tastes like chicken, whichever you prefer. Um, and then synth fat. Just must be uh, a lovely uh, delicacy, like a uh, duck
1: fat type thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. maybe pate. I, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not.
1: I'm
3: not thinking this is going to be nice at all. I'm thinking it's going to have some weird potential chemical taste, oh, or it's yeah. going to be. It's going to be grown in a petri dish.
0: Yeah, so, just look. We have created the new food. It is synth fat to go with our synth meat. It has no taste whatsoever. Just jelly in a bowl is how I picture synth fat yeah just Um, and the last one was uh, uh, synth uh, synth corn so even though the agri uh, worlds grow the most uh, corn as their kind of basic thing which is probably used to make carb um, corn grain um, they also synthetically create it when stocks are low so More carb, please. More synthetically grown rubbish for my stomach to just keep me going long enough to die at my workplace. What was was that stuff called again? Synth corn.
3: So we're going to infuse synth music with corn.
0: corn. I'm sure someone's done that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure someone has already done that now. (laughs) Um... And so going from kind of the general food stuff of the poor, poor people of the Imperium, other than those lucky few that get apple peach, (laughs) we move into drinks. Um, So these are things that are also conjured up by someone in a lab. um, And we're going to cover both alcoholic and non-alcoholic to cover everybody's needs. Um, Two beverages that stuck out that I kind of stole from the two boys um, is Rock Gut. Which, in my mind, is like what you feel when you drink too many energy drinks. Just that yeah. real stomach, ugh, yeah, yeah rock yeah. gut. Um, and then uh-huh. Wild Snake. Wild Snake is a form of alcohol that contains an actual venomous snake. And is a famed beverage of Hive Primus on Necromunda.
3: So cool. I'm guessing it's going to be green. Yeah, of course. And these have sugar added to it. <laughs> just, just yes. set small, on fire
1: small spoon small spoon of sugar
3: yes uh rock gut it strikes me as some really 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 super strong uh farmer-esque cider
0: oh okay okay i was thinking like yeah alcohol that's almost petrol kind of yeah. Yeah
3: yeah, yeah 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 or or um a, a, their own personal still like in uh, mash where they try and make the driest <laughs> driest gin possible
0: yeah i don't know i just think of something heavy when i hear rock gut i just think like when you feel bloated and horrible and uh, that's just what i think when i hear rock gut and normally for me that's drinking too many energy drinks <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah i think sam's gonna take us through the non-alcoholic drinks as He can't drink alcohol anymore.
1: I led the party party life too much.
0: Yeah. And now I don't have a uh, liver. Neil's Neil's going to handle the alcoholic ones for us. Cool.
3: I'm a bit of a lightweight though, so we may
1: not get very far for it. (laughs) Are they all ciders? (laughs) (laughs) You'll
0: be screwed when you get to the uh, Majod or Mjord. 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 Um, Mjord.
1: So this is ploin, otherwise known as plain juice. Uh, so, ploin is a fruit grown in both the collect Sector and the Kronos Expanse. It's often brewed into non-alcoholic beverage, popular with many explorers as it combats many common illnesses brought Ooh. on by the habitual poor diets inherited to extend space travel. So, oh, all that Do they get carb synth, bars? Do they get rickets as well? Rickets. Rickets. Um, all the synth and the carb bars. Um, so, you want to wash that down with a lovely glass of ploin um <laughs> ploin it's such a good word um made from the lopsided ploin fruit it is rich in nutrients when cheaply fermented it produces a clear strong drink commonly known as wobble uh, as this <laughs> as this <laughs> as, as this is both what the fruit does when it's upright and as uh, what many people do after having a glass or 10
0: so wow so you can get drunk without drinking
1: alcoholic no drinks. no no i think ploin is the fruit drink if you then distill the ploin, or ferment uh, the ploin, turn it
0: into an alcoholic yeah beverage. yeah, yeah. Yes. so
1: i'm guessing on all the ships they're like probably very anti-alcohol so they go cool no, have, i imagine
0: they're the opposite all the have a, crew guys are getting absolutely wasted have a, every have, night.
1: a have a quart of ploin, um and uh they just leave it under the bed for a couple of hours a couple of days a couple of years and it turns into a wobble yeah <laughs> it's good uh, we then have a um, little rattle through these because these are uh, normal drinks. So Thai, which is a simple, uh, simple drink similar to tea. Tea is presumably just tea. Uh, recaf uh, is probably the best drink that has ever existed, uh, <laughs> and is a caffeinated beverage um, like Recaf, uh, similar to coffee. So I would have a Recaf station.
0: Yeah, but you know, though Sam, it's the Imperium. There's no way there's any fresh brewing. This is instant. No. It's going to be. She's it's
1: going to be tea. Starbucks.
3: No, it's going well. The to be three fair, actually, Starbucks this would probably be. exist. Yeah.
1: Do you know what I've had uh, this month? I've had um, two, three Starbucks.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Matt, how many Starbucks it's have you had this month? Out.
0: This month, zero.
3: <laughs> I've had zero too. Well done, yeah. Sam.
1: Yes, I win. No, this is a big thing for me. I hate Starbucks just because their coffee is crap. Um, but needs must, and it was the other day. Not yeah. their tax evasion then. Yeah, not that, no, no, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't tax evasion. Um it was needs must and it was coming back in the snow, and I thought, you know what, I need just a large cup of crappy coffee. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah.
3: Snow on the M two, <laughs> lovely.
1: Love it. Um anyway, that was all the non-alcoholic drinks. You can see that um the Imperium are fairly alcoholic. Um, I'm surprised there isn't something like a like a a re re um What's it? A recollected water? What's it called? Reclaimed water?
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, there probably is, but most of the water is probably disease-ridden, yeah. and or or um, held for power by the authorities, and you have to like pay for it very, very uh, costly. So they yeah. make ploin juice instead because they can <laughs> grow them in their hablocks or something. Ploin is um.
3: Yep. Yeah, go for it. Sorry.
0: Ploin
1: is a very fun word to say.
3: Okay. So,
1: alcoholic drinks.
3: Um, uh, there's a number, number to go through. So, we'll start off with ale, which is made from algae this time. We don't do grain this time. It's going to be made from, or hops, it's going to be made from algae instead.
0: Interesting. Uh,
3: we then got damasain, which is a has a sweet herbal taste with just a hint, just a hint of almond. Okay. Maybe it's got arsenic in. Who knows? <laughs> who knows?
0: Yeah. So, are we saying that's like a bit like a
3: a Bailey's? No, I would imagine it's more. We're going for a uh, a sweeter version of um, Jaeger.
4: Okay. Ooh, yeah. Because it's a sweet herbal yeah.
3: taste as opposed to the the, the taste that Jaeger is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the non-sweet some... non- oh, taste of Jaeger. Non- <laughs> su- well, it depends if you've you got the cold no. brew Jaeger, oh, uh, which is very nice.
1: Lindsay, no, licorice.
3: Uh, no, it's not. It's hang on. It's almost like a weird cough medicine kind of taste. I oh, used to I'm, love I'm starting to
0: get into a dangerous stage of uh, spirits only drinking. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just had, just I, I had I had I had such a lovely <laughs> vodka the other day. Just oh, just nice. neat. It was so good.
1: I have nice. never, oh, I have never, I have never been into, like, I never saw the point in just drinking spirits. Like, whiskey was fine, but, like, people that I know that just drink vodka, I'm like, but you could even just mix it with something. Like, mix it with, No, you'd
0: lose the taste if it's a good one. It, what are you, yeah. You're not drinking yeah. good vodka. Come on. I, no, this, I did have some, you, it wasn't mine. I wasn't didn't for your... it. I might <laughs> <would laughs> <be laughs> a <mental laughs>
3: case. Who got you a glass of grey goose? Yep.
0: It, it was um I oh know it wasn't grey goose, no, it was oh. a it was a um uh a salted caramel vodka. It was gorgeous. That's just as bad as like a caramel latte. I mean <laughs> it was so good. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: oh dear. Right, okay, next up we've got ranka, which is a highly prized Brandy made from fermented ploin juice.
0: Ploin. Yeah, okay. So they're making a couple of drinks out of this ploin. Again, it's a fun uh, thing to say. <laughs>
3: um so it's crafted through careful distillation and it's put into used Amasek barrels.
0: Ah. Amisec. Uh, oh, we Amasek. we get we get to Amasek later. I, I read Amasek. through uh, it's the one that I missed completely, but Neil found in his Oh, i didn't
3: i didn't need to find it i knew about amazon oh okay cool, um cool. so it's uh it's found on several feudal worlds it's their main export um and it basically secures a great percentage of their yearly revenues uh as a dark rich yellow hue and a subtle
0: bouquet i love Um, these these, like reviews (laughs) three and a half stars
3: (laughs) it's a fictitious drink but don't worry it has a subtle bouquet and a nice color um Uh. and yeah just uh renica connoisseurs eagerly watch for news of each season on the stages of aging uh and make areas uh or check the areas which it comes out in um Many traders make a small but tidy profit carrying barrels by special request from fermentation yards to impatient buyers willing to circumvent the normal flow of liquor. Oh,
0: yeah. I feel like this is another expensive person drink. You know, Indeed. this is not going to be enjoyed by the masses. Oh, wow. This is one uh,
3: Theosophist's Filter. It's a heady, thick alcoholic beverage found on. Our chaos and is illegal under ancient law on that world uh <laughs> it, apparently drinking drinking it is said to bring depth and clarity of thought uh it is very rare and is valued as a sign of culture and wealth amongst the sophisticates of the calaxis sector mm interesting uh, next
0: depth, depth and clarity of thought
3: yes mm. In alcohol. is alcoholic, yeah. Uh people,
0: people do get more truthful when they're drunk.
3: Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Uh, right, next up we've got Trank, which covers a variety of artificial alcoholic chemical distillates. Um, drinking it results in an, uh, the numbing of the body and mind, uh, and it is an acquired taste, as the effects are unpleasant and depressive. It's wkd this is this is this is the no it's probably worse than wkd
0: yeah, yeah. apple sows? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah probably up there with that um <laughs> it's made in the lower portions of hive uh Golgena reach or Golgena reach though techniques for its production have spread throughout the calexis sector mm, yeah interesting you've then got uh jovian silk cognac which is an extremely expensive alcohol that's it.
0: <laughs> Enough said.
3: Right, okay. So. Mujod. Mm. Or Mjord, Mjord, Mjord. We're going to go with Mjod because my phone couldn't pronounce it properly. Um, it's an extremely potent alcoholic ale that can intoxicate a member of the space marines for a short period of time. It's that potent. Mm. Uh, it's distilled from plants native uh, to Fenris for those of you who don't know where Fenris is or what Fenris is, it's the Space Wolves homeworld uh, normally when a space marine ingests something potentially poisonous the combination of uh, their special, specialised body organs and implants can neutralise the danger before it becomes an issue however, the roots found in, or the roots that are used to create mured um can bypass and temporarily neutralize the ulitic kidney thus allowing space wings to get intoxicated (laughs) Uh, i love it
0: the space the space will spent all this time researching and finding this root from a plant that grows on their planet so that they can get drunk still is just phenomenal
3: (laughs) however they have to drink vast quantities in a very 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 quick succession to actually get the effect
0: another
1: and have sustained f- effects yeah so that that's the space wars because i i've never heard of any other space marines drinking only space nah, wow
0: yeah, when they when space wolves when people visit the space wolves or a large contingent of space wolves or somewhere they tend to have this knocking around. So I think there is I, I vaguely remember reading something of uh, maybe it was a dark angel from the Ragnar series or I might be misremembering, but um, yeah, he kind of gets given this glass and thinks like, okay, I'll do this to show goodwill to the space wolves. And it's like, oh, this is a bit crazy, and kind of freaks out these bodies doing something he's not used to.
3: Mm. That's right. cool. It's cool. Um so yeah, Wolves are the most known chapter to incorporate such mixture into their culture. Um enjoy vast amounts with grand feasts storytelling, obviously, as they want to do with the um the Giles and the uh the Skalds telling the stories. Uh they do have a non space marine version as well. Yes. so that they can actually allow non-space marines to drink it without having to resort to you've drunk this right, we need to go and get the antidote straight away otherwise you're going to be
0: <laughs> dead
3: <laughs> um, but apparently the taste is uh, is not the best so you're not likely to drink it anyway <laughs> that makes sense right, okay other, other drinks mentioned by name and name alone you've got the devilberry liqueur You've got the Old Foys, you've got Grain Whiskey, and you've got Rote Whiskey. Interesting. Root Whiskey. You have mm. a Root Whiskey. Old right. Foys. Old uh, Foys, yeah.
0: Pale Ale? Could
3: <laughs> be. Some <laughs> hey, kind stiff, of bit,
0: uh, bitter or something, you know?
3: I don't know, but we could ask different how the Pale Ale is, perhaps. Indeed. Um, right, okay, so the other drink Matt forgot to mention. Amasek. Um, I wasn't sure whether you'd actually encountered it or not, but then I thought you've read uh, Eisenhorn. So
0: it does oh, come up in that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does come up in that. Yeah, I think I probably just missed it and hadn't retained the information. Um, so,
3: Amasek is a popular alcoholic beverage in the Imperium distilled from wine. Uh, its quality ranges quite considerably. Um, from basic brews to well-aged brands suitable for only fine tastes, and it's distilled from grain. Uh-huh. Um And yeah, the first time I encountered reading about it was in the Eisenhorn trilogy.
0: Is it something that Eisenhorn has and just goes, this is lovely?
3: Every planet has Amasek, but yeah, it's it's always done slightly differently
0: like the the gamble drink like you order it from one bar it's exquisite and you go to the next bar and it's horrible <laughs>
3: indeed
0: yeah uh, right okay matt cool yeah Take so mo- moving on from uh imperial created stuff we've got non-imperial food that is documented as being edible by humans slash astartes um, so, along with uh, Imperium-produced items, there are some non-Imperial foods that are edible by humans, or at least Astartes. Eldar food, in general, is known to have been consumed by the Marines of the Emperor's Children's Space Marine Legion, at least once recorded on, kind of, fire, I guess, that this food is okay. Um, this may indicate compatibility to the human body for Eldar food, or just Astartes' physiology, Um, being as enhanced as it is. Uh, Or that the Eldar simply knew what humans found palatable as food and catered for them. So it's a bit of a gamble on whether Eldar food is actually edible for humans um, Mm. because it could have been that they made something special. So along with the potential edible Eldar food uh, is um, Xenos cultured wheat. Um, It's not unknown to be consumed by the masses um when a new planet is taken over or crates of this are successfully um won in battle um a lot of the guardsmen kind of sneak this stuff away but it is illegal by imperium standards so we we uh, we don't eat that stuff other than those starving people who go yeah we don't care about all that we're going to eat this wheat um so zeno's cultured wheat Can sometimes find its way onto the menu, and this one is probably my favourite of non-imperial food. Um, It's the tau, and the tap, not the not the tau themselves, um, sushi and all that. But no, they've been known to use a ration called Nim Konai, and this comes in like silver pouches. I kind of think of like military rations you mentioned earlier, Sam, Mm. kind of like that. They must be shaken before opening them. This is very imperative. So weird. Um, (laughs) Hurry. Oh. Yeah, maybe. Say maybe. that again, Neil, sorry?
1: I said, do we stir it? Oh, stir it. No, shake only. shake only.
0: Shaken only. Um, Stirred. And th- this, basically, you need to shake it. So it just says, in order to cook, the green-coloured noodles inside. So basically, the of have, have carried on the tradition of the pot noodle. This is the space-age pot noodle in a pouch. And apparently humans are compatible with this food and it might even be enjoyable. We don't know. But green-coloured noodles in a pouch come from the towel. Indeed. Mm. So we move on, after that random list of of items, to on the tabletop. So I was thinking, how the hell can we do food and drink in the Imperium um, and do something on the tabletop? So I came up with a kind of few missions um that you could do in a kind of small campaign whether a narrative kill team or necromunda game we've been talking a little bit about necromunda the last few weeks um and i'm just going to kind of share it with the guys and kind of get your points of view i guess guys um so mission one is find the food um a bit like war of lies in 30k missions so that's where you have objectives on the board and at the end of the game you roll and a result gives you a certain points. So in this, it would determine whether you found food or not. So you have a number of objective crates, however you want to represent that on your board, and it's a capture and hold. At the end of the game, you roll and see what you get. So you can choose the amount of objectives. You can have six, nine, 12, depending on how big your board is, how large your game is. And one to two, you have empty crates or rotten food. Three to four, some rations, maybe gives you a point towards your ration score. And then five to six is is a lovely picnic basket. (laughs) Again, again, yeah. In terms of points, you could get two points, three points, whatever. Or tokens. I was thinking in my mind you'd have food ration tokens. Because this is obviously a campaign that will carry on. Um, And then you get to mission two, which is grab what you can. You have a center store located in a neutral territory outside of deployment zones. But you both want it. This is a run and grab a crate and get it back to your held area, your deployment zone. This is kind of like Relic, but lots of them. So this is almost another area, but you found a store. In my mind, thinking Necromunda, it could be an abandoned food store or stall. And there's loads of crates and barrels and stuff, and you want to get that stuff. But you're both forces are colliding in the middle and running off with however many tokens you place in that door or that Place that represents where all this food is. I've just, I've um, just sent you and- um,
1: the Zone Mortalis Underhive Market set.
0: Ah, uh, yes, um, yeah, that's, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in there they have like crates and beer cans and yeah, what looks like little piles of money and stuff like that. So I thought that would be <laughs> really cool, like building a market and having that as like almost a central square inside a blank yeah. tile of ZM.
0: Putting, putting little tokens on that yeah. your characters can pick up and leg it back to your deployment yeah. zone.
1: Yeah, 100%. To take it home.
0: I might buy that. It's um, a really cool set. So then we get to mission three. Which is to the victor goes the spoils. Um every model from the previous mission who was holding a ration crate now needs to survive the desperate and heavy warfare. Killing the models who had food on them scores you points, while you try you obviously have to try and protect your own people who have food stores. What do points mean? Prizes. Prizes. Yes. At the end, any left alive give you a crate or a token or however you're kind of scoring this campaign and any that you killed you can claim the plunder adding an additional ration token so if you kill someone who dropped it you can obviously loot the body and then you can hey this is mine now you were muted now if you were trying to make sounds (laughs) i think
1: it was probably for the best to be honest
0: yeah probably
1: i've seen the noises that come out of Neil's mouth
0: and finally we move to mission four so mission four midnight snack or death Um, Uh, So this is like a stealth mission. The losing team, depending on the ration totals, basically get an opportunity to go into the other gangs held territory or team or whatever kind of background you've put over these missions um, and try and steal the supplies they lost in the previous conflict. Defend for the group who are winning. They basically get points for murdering the thieves. um, And it's another snatch and grab relic type mission for the team that is losing at the end of this short campaign simply run off the board or hold the objectives and at the end of the game and that scores you the points but basically resembles that last ditch effort to feed the gang or probably become cannibals because you have no food left um and, and it's just a very rough and ready you know without putting too many rules on it uh, structure where i think you could have uh, a fun little campaign with friends uh, based around food and uh, storage of goods you know and fighting over that a lot of the time we play space marine on space marine or tyranids versus space marines and guard and it's all these big warfare battles i think stripping it down where the fighting is literally whether you survive or not um and you don't necessarily need to go into necromunda or kill team you could play a small 40k game and have two guardsmen um regiments fighting over food in the barracks because food is scarce because they're losing the the bigger war effort and actually it's become a bit of infighting behind the commissar and generals backs and these kind of rough and ready soldiers trying to steal food from each other and accidents can happen you know you can you can theme it around whatever you want but i think it could be a fun little way of including food and goods and you know that that basic need of all people uh, into your games yeah, what, what do you guys think? Do you think that could be a quite fun little campaign? Yeah, I think most of these are
1: would, would be perfect for a ZM-type game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running s- through the hallways. Small game. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think having a big army on, on this would, would be a bit strange, like vehicles yeah. and stuff like that. But having a contemptor having run away of a crate of beer would be quite fun. <laughs> um, like, can't <laughs> catch me. <Yes. laughs> but I, I think, yeah, I I think I... ZM game troops, that kind of thing would be cool.
0: Mm, yeah like an inventory only rule or you know obviously necromunda and stuff kind of already have that if you're playing those things yeah um but yeah certainly a a little kind of fun idea where you're collecting tokens rather than scoring points you know like you you can physically see how well you're doing due to your food stores you could even you could even come up with a system where you could spend food stores to trade for extra hired guns or better ammunition or you know, you could have a little side t- table that you could bet your points on that may mean that your campaign score drops a bit, but you get something in return. I think that could be quite cool. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, we, we're going to take a quick break after that kind of quick spotlight. and um, Or fairly quick. I don't know. It wasn't as quick as I thought it was going to be. Hopefully you found that interesting. Uh, but we're going to have a quick break and come back with our final segment Ranking the marks
2: The tendrils of the warp are far-reaching and communicating using the great social media anonymous. Do I What's that? Do I have to say that?
1: Yeah, it's uh, Keeper. Anonymicon.
2: Anonymicon. Anyway, it's apparently never been easier. Reach out and connect. Find them on the Adeptus Terror podcast page on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash the Adeptus Terror podcast and the Adeptus Terror podcast community safe room Facebook group, www.facebook.com forward slash T-A-T-P safe room. You can also connect to them on Instagram to see some of what they get up to in between episodes at the Adeptus Terror podcast. Give these losers a break and please give them a like and a follow. Thanks, guys.
0: Hello and welcome back. This is our final segment, ranking the Primark models from Forgeworld. Um, So this is something I've wanted to do for a while but we've been waiting for all the Primarchs to exist and then to find a space for it and it just seemed to fit into this month's episode so I'm excited. Uh, What I asked myself and uh, Neil and Sam to do is we've got four categories. We will be kind of scoring out of 10 for each of the Primarch models. We'll talk about why we scored them, what we did and then that gives us a, a max score of 40 for each primark we're going to add our three overall scores together and that will give us a podcast score for um the primark model and then once we've done all 18 we'll know as the podcast and thus uh, for the world which is the best forge (laughs) world primark
1: because we know we are in terms of the world
0: we're not we're not doing rules here we're doing the model how it looks as is, on the website, as you would get it, fully built, painted up. Ah, oh,
3: lovely. And as, as Matt said, this is for the world. <laughs>
1: yeah, we are. We are. are. This is, we are. Always
3: nobody, else, nobody else can argue with us. We are correct. Indeed. I wish I wish we could record this. the <laughs> video for this bit.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, the one, again, I, I did say, I think I said before we started recording, disclaimer, we're not experts in modelling, We think all these models are good models because we couldn't ever create something so detailed and lovely. But these are our personal opinions on how we feel on those models themselves and whether they picture the the Primark as we see them, whether we'd like to run it, various different details. And that will come out in our conversation that hopefully will flow quite freely. Um, Now, our four categories are Pose, to the pose the general pose of the model the Primarch himself the face slash head because some do have helmets um of the Primarch the base design including the kind of uh display base that they come out of for the gaming um add... and lastly their weaponry and armor details so this is kind of all the fine details the weapons they're holding um, yeah, those cool little trinkets that are hanging from their belts. All those little tiny little things that make the model unique. And again, tell that story of the Primarch that we, we know from our, our Black Library books. Um, um, and now the Age of Darkness rules. Follow-up question. Uh, one
1: quite important, marvellous looking Primark um, didn't come with his display base. You had to pay extra for it. Um, you did. Are we? Yep. Are we literally counting what is what you get in the character? That's series? what I did. Yes, yeah. I okay, went cool. with what you get with his, the Primark. His base is insane, but you can't. Yeah. You don't get that. It was. It's,
0: it's similar with um, Lehman Russ and Magnus, I believe, as well as Ferris Manus, and Fulgrim. You could buy the bigger base where the two Primark bases go together to be a display piece. They were separately sold. They aren't part of either Primark, so. As they come as if you went onto the website and paid the absurd price of ninety eight pounds for the lion it's um for example base. um that that is what you get that is what you're you're judging from, so hopefully you guys have done that Ooh, yes. the bigger, um, the bigger yeah the, base. the bigger base the bigger, boys. The bigger I, boys i i i never built even built the bigger base for because did you not? Nope. Didn't Where is paint it? it. Didn't it's it's in a a box somewhere Disgusting. with my bits. I, also, I was like, why do I need this? It's it's a model to be played with, not to be displayed. And
1: what does it do now? The mostly pointy. just mostly just. Now um, it, now lives phone.
0: So we're gonna go through the Primarks um in release order, I believe. Um there may be one or two slight discrepancies with the list, but I believe this is a list from the first Primark released by forge world to the latest one and we're going to go through we're going to talk about their pose the face the base and the weapon and armor details um just quickly we don't want to take forever on this otherwise we'll be here for a long time 18 models uh, we'll each give our scores we'll add them together and give them a final podcast score and then move on to the next one sound everyone understand what we're doing hopefully those listening understand and hopefully us three understand
1: <laughs> so quick clarifying question um these like you said just to confirm we're going to go through the order that forge world released them in yes okay good cuz that makes a lot of sense as as why the first one's angron and it is probably the worst scoring one that i've done
0: interesting ooh so Angron actually it's not that worst
1: Dawn is Dawn is in this list so it's not the worst scoring one I've done Oh oh, oh I, think <laughs> I think what
0: we want from Primarchs is very different Sam Indeed I very, want very clothes.
1: You want cloves?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Angron let's let's go Angron let's let's go so I've got loaded up on uh, my second screen cuz I feel all posh um where the reality is I've got uh, a laptop balanced on a uh, large of paper, roll of, paper, of paper, um, cleaning roll um so it's at the right height for the camera for you guys as well as the pc in front of me so i've got the forge world thing open on angron just so i can remember my my thoughts um pose i i actually really like the pose of angron i think the charging forward really suits his character yeah and i think it's far better than another charging primark that we will talk about later it's not super high the legs the back leg that's off the ground isn't in a weird position he looks like he genuinely is charging forward so i actually scored it quite highly and gave it an 8 8 yeah that- i think mean, this is i think this is a very good pose compared to a lot of the others i have issues with this one i couldn't really pick any problems with it
1: yes i've given angron pose a 4 don't get me wrong a 4 a 4 you um, heathen. it it is it's dynamic i i think it's fine but I just think it's a little boring.
0: Are you, are you crazy? No. This is bad. <laughs> like half of them are standing still, Sam.
1: You should wait till you get to half those schools. Problem-
0: okay. So this, is, so this is really interesting as well because I was saying to Neil before we recorded oh. that, um, uh, yeah, Sam's camera wigged out there, but it's come back to this one. Um, yeah, it, was it was really weird. <laughs> um, but strange. yeah, I, I was saying that I think my lowest score for any of them was a five. Really? Oh, down any anything across all Did the I... Primarks and all the different categories.
1: No, but, I, I, I gave a zero. Scoring harshly is fine. I gave it. I gave a
0: one. Sorry, I gave a one. You gave a one. I gave a one. <laughs> As in, like that model deserves to be in the bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how people uh, translate <laughs> scores, but yeah, I think it's a, such a great pose. I'm I'm surprised.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah I'm four. with I'm with you on this one, Matt. I gave it an
0: eight
1: Four's as well. Four is a reputable sc- score. No, yeah. five nah, is a reputable
3: score. five is the halfway.
1: Nah, five is five is like don't get me wrong. I I, I think he could have been better, um, and. Going on to hate, uh, face and head, I think is a great one. Um, I also your, gave your,
0: him. You, you are going to flip in upsets and upset some people. I love it. It's
1: I, great. <laughs> I, I gave him also a four. Um, For face? Yeah. So he looks like.
0: What are you looking at? I'm he, so shocked by this.
1: He, he looks like he has. Um, do you remember in Doctor Who, there was the oldest living being, um, the skin of paper? The, the oh, paper person yeah, yeah. and they uh, had Cassandra. To yeah. So it, he looks, his face looks like that. Um, like all stretched and paper thin. And I think largely the issue we're going to have is the painting as well. Um, I feel like he looks like a, uh, a, 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 a Jedward person. person. Remember Jedward? <laughs> remember Jedward the band? He looks like he's missing his hair because it fell onto his back.
0: What What have you been smoking? I mean, <laughs> this is insane. So he so, looks like Jedwood. For comparison, for comparison. Yep. Yep. I scored his face and head a nine. Nine. No. Oh my gosh! Um, you are too I kind. I honestly sir. no, because I honestly think this is one of the best depictions of what I see the yeah. Primark look like. Yeah. I think okay. the butcher's nails look great. I think the stretched out skin. Enhances the fact that he is his face is being pulled back by the implantation of all these nails into the back of it. Yeah. That would have an effect on. Let, let me how open tight the image. Your skin was. Let
1: me open the image in its own tab and then zoom in on his face a lot more
0: because yeah, no, I, it's still bad. Was well, still I bad. Think, <laughs> I think it's it's just depicts him perfectly. This just rage in the in the expression, the the butcher's nails and the kind of tight face. Oh yeah, I, I honestly think it's one of the best out of all the primark heads.
3: Yeah. Okay. Genere- genuinely really? most of the, the primark best. heads don't match up with my image of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh I have only scored Angry Ron a 6. Oh, okay. Yeah, cuz cool. I don't More acceptable.
0: like. I th- uh, four just feels a bit bit like you've done him dirty uh, I feel
3: I feel like the sculpt
0: feels old yes um yes that's um, the problem
1: this model is like 10 years old
0: you know what the painting quality is far lower i know you know the we are looking at painted images because they are the ones on forge world i'm not judging it on the paint job but it does you know you lose some of the detail when you go to the the clear resin pictures and you're like you know oh okay yeah he's got a bit more you know, um, sunken eyes there. Whereas the paint job, you kind of lose that a little bit. I just, yeah. it is tough to to do it, but
1: yeah. Um, base. Yeah, I'm so shot. So I gave
3: the base an eight because it it fits with the aggressiveness of he doesn't care who he's attacking. He's mm-hmm. attacking whatever. I mean, I know it's kind of a combination of. The paint job because the paint yes. job that they've done is two uh world eater.
0: Yeah, well this uh, is obviously released when the first book came out, so this is it is fan three Angron. Yeah. So this is him killing his own legionnaires, you know. And uh um, death guards in there. Yeah, the death guard at the front. Um yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean I scored it an eight as well. Um it's it's basic, which I actually quite like with the base. It's got the rubble on it, but it's not overpowering. The marines falling around. I mean, I personally wouldn't put the two marines on that are falling. I'd have the death guard one at the front. And that's but, the
1: point. That is why it got a five. Was because okay. they're they're just just the fact they've just and 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 you'll see it a trend. All of the ones that have got marines just flying around. Like for me, it's just it's just kind of lazy. It's just oh okay, let's just let's just stick a body on it.
0: I Joe, I up for me it tells a story. Yep that if i was going to yeah. buy this model and have it on display and yeah. never play it because i'm just collecting the primarchs yeah. having that story of this fan 3 angron cutting through his own legion mm. those legionnaires need to be there probably yeah. very cool yeah so, yeah 100%. so so i kind of tried to not go too practical with it yep. because i think 90% of the bases i'd either adapt leave things off or yeah. just put them on a different base
1: so the 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 actual base you would play him on um is has just got the one marine and yes that one in my eyes is probably more acceptable i do feel like it's it's like having a building on a titan or a building on a, a walker a piece of terrain that just follows him everywhere yeah. like you're never going to get a marine you in my eyes right i would probably paint that marine like he's had most if not all of his paint scraped off of him like it's war zoned, it, it, it's weathered because then it's not attached to a single legion. And yeah, it's, it's not.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a charred black or some yeah, kind of. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, something
1: yeah. that it, it, it can give the animi- anim- anonymity, anonymity, anonymity. You know what I'm talking about, whatever. Yeah, anonymity. Yes, it gives that to, to that marine. So it doesn't. The issue I have with bases like the Marines being flayed around is that is a picture in time of a certain battle and a certain time yeah. that belongs in a display cabinet. That's not a model in my eyes to be used on a battlefield on a game. Um, So that is why it got a five.
0: Yeah, However, saving grace. So I think I, with my scores, I avoided all idea of battlefield. Mostly. I think it affected bases the most. Yeah. I find that the hardest thing to get over, but yeah, it's um, I I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. But I still scored it an eight because I think it's yeah it fits like you say that picture in moment. And I think if I was gonna have this model, it would only be for display purposes. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really cool model uh, moment to have shown. Yeah. I'd maybe even turn the Death Guard guy into another World Eater. Yeah. And just have it all three as World Eaters. Don't get wrong, cool model, seventy three quid fifty. I'd want it on a board. <laughs> well. Price point is not a point we're yeah, scoring yeah, on because yeah, yeah. they can all score bloody low. Yeah, it's ninety-eight pounds for some of the newer ones. Um, uh, was saving grace,
1: weaponry and armor detail. I gave it a six, mm-hmm. um, primarily because um, of its cloak. Uh, of cloak, his cloak is very rad. I, th- I thought his cloak was yes. amazing. It in the in again the color pictures. It it looks real. It looks like fur. It looks like if I touched it, it would be soft. Um I really like the way they've done it and that, and most of that comes from the sculpt. I know they painted very well, but the sculpt does does do that. Um so I thought that was that basically saved that for me. Um not a massive fan of the axes, I know it's Child and Gorefather, um, but I, I, I feel uh, that I like
0: the simplicity of the axes.
1: Yeah, very true, very true. I just I just feel that I don't know. It's that, and then and
0: I, I I can already tell what kind of primates you scored highly. It's really <laughs> interesting. It's yeah. very personal. I think yeah. these scores are very personal, and, and awesome. I hope people aren't getting triggered by us just talking about um, just a fun conversation with friends on our feelings. Yeah. Um. um what I yeah. do
1: like is the gladiatorial stuff. So the the little loiny cloth, very yeah. very um true to his home world or, or where he came from, and and, and in, in the fighting pits and stuff like that. I did I did like that, um, but. It got a six from me.
3: Fair enough. Nearly what about you, Neil? I went for a seven. Uh, I just it it matches sort of the, the 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 image that I've got conjured in my head about his armor. It's not super ostentatious. Mm. It's yes. got a little bit of something going on. It's not just functional. There is a little bit extra there. Um but yeah, having Gorechild and Gorefather just going Vroom! straight through. Job yeah. done. Happy days. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I scored it um a seven because I uh, really like the simplicity of the axes. Fit again fits with Angron in my eyes, like he's not like the super baroque handcrafted is like, give me that big ax. Give me that slightly smaller ax. I might throw that one. Uh, let me kill stuff. Um, I really like the, uh, armor detail, like the world eater symbol on his, um, on his knee. Um, and obviously his legion symbols, the cloak is phenomenal. Um, it's a cloak that I'd actually want to attach. Um, it makes sense for him as well. I like like the chains and all the things we know him for are all there. So I, I gave it a seven, which ends up my final score being thirty two. What um, about your your two final scores if you add those four together? Nineteen. Nineteen. Wow.
3: <laughs> and twenty nine.
0: Twenty nine. I think all of Sam's are gonna be scored much lower. No no, um, no than... there's a
1: there's a few. There's a few high ones. I Fair gave a enough. I gave a nine. I did give a nine.
0: I gave a ten. Did you? Oh, I've got I've nah. got maybe three or four tens.
1: Nothing get nothing gives it gets a ten. Nothing's that good.
0: <laughs> right. I'm Next up gonna... Fulgrim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys start talking about Fulgrim, I will add up Angron's score.
1: Sure. Uh pose three. Oh wow. Like, I hate it. I hate it so much. It it just looks a bit crappy. It, he looks like he's tripping over something. And um I don't like it. Uh I do like his calf is quite big. That's quite nice. Um, but no, I hate
0: it. <laughs> his calf is quite big. Yeah. Do you know what I also hate do you
1: know what also what also annoys me about this model and, and the pose is there is what, one two contact points. The front of his foot and his cloak in a corner. Um I yeah I I've never built this model but I don't know I I get I just don't like the pose it looks a bit too oh, fair enough bit too um look at my cloak which is very fulgurum I guess but it's yeah exactly it's still not amazing
0: yeah I okay. would have liked the sword to be a bit more upright like is is just about he's at the height of it coming up and then about to bring it down mm. it feels like he's a bit like he's dancing around his foe rather than about to swing a death strike
3: but then the sword Come he... didn't he dance around his foe before he swung and
0: yeah but i think if i was gonna model a model i'd want it in the swing of death rather than aha you can't hit me you know also like, gets i don't me? know is he's jumping and the face doesn't match you know like he seems really aggressive but his pose doesn't seem as aggressive. And so he's... I mean I I still scored it a seven because and, and this is where when you combine it with Ferris, I couldn't ignore it completely. They do go together and look really great. Ferris is swing his hammer upwards and forwards, and uh Fulgrim is coming down with the sword. I just think the angle is slightly off for that moment of clash. But he's not coming down for the sword with the sword. He's jumping sideways
1: away from what he's looking at so arguably yeah, well, ferris, would need to to be, yeah. ferris would need to be in front he's almost dodging out of the way mm. which is a bit crap he's
0: why i would want him to <laughs> not be doing that
1: sorry I, I feel like i'm being very negative about all these models so far
0: it's let's get to the really ones interesting let's you, get to the good ones you certainly <laughs> score them uh call them harsher than than i have like i say i think the lowest in mine were like fives like mm. a seven in my head is like it's mid i'm not massively excited by it we need to work
1: it's... on zero to ten for you yes <laughs> yeah. five is mid <laughs>
0: so I've, yeah i know but but it's it's a very good looking model that that is again telling that story and that so for me like five is i don't feel anything this is again, i like but, it but that's but not I five would, that's I would zero improve it
1: Zero is I don't feel. Zero anything.
0: is I want to. I I want to throw it in the bin. It's absolute garbage.
1: Nah, I think we're.
0: That's what zero is.
1: Is, is. this is why numbers don't work. Yeah, that's why we're throwing it together to get an average. I I I I, I yeah. yeah
0: yeah. So he he got a seven from pose for me.
1: Face and head. Uh,
0: oh
3: whoa whoa whoa
2: no
1: sorry sorry.
3: You talk talk too much to let me jump in and put my pose score in of seven.
1: Seven. Oh god. <laughs> uh I've got
3: no comments to add to this because we've already talked about it. But yeah, face yeah. and seven.
1: head, I gave a six. Uh, I
0: gave it a seven. I gave um, it a four. Okay, ha <laughs> <yeah>. ha Neil, yes. <laughs> Bring the hatred. So I, I like the kind of menacing face of I'm lo- almost a bit like losing control. Because it is that kind of stage of Fulgrim's kind of fall and turn. Yeah. Um, I, the thing for me is, it doesn't quite look like Fulgrim in my head. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it would score higher. Um, I mean, like I say, I gave it a, a, a seven because I like the the m- maniacal, like I'm in rages of battle kind of thing. Um. But yeah, it just doesn't quite look like Fulgrim in my mind, so I couldn't score it higher.
1: So when I look at this model, um, oh, when I look at this model, it looks like, um, it looks like he's having a gust of air from like a uh, a hairdryer or a leaf blower in his mouth. Cause his lips are kind of like, like like you know like kind of broad like like kind of like kind of noise. Yeah, it looks like the air is flying straight into his mouth. Like he's either jumping away cowardly too much, and he's just kind of like it. A it, it, uh, uh, now I'm thinking about yeah. it. Maybe six was too generous.
3: <laughs> it's uh, yeah. It's I don't like it. That's just the be all and end all of it. It's yeah, not. Yeah. He's, he's he's not Fulgrim as far as I'm concerned no 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 he's, I'd
1: be interested to see his 40k one like I to, I, I feel I remember it's because I've read the I've read the later books now Fulgrim for me is a snake boy yes. Um not this armoured guy but yeah, again I always yeah go on sorry
3: picture him as slightly bigger as well not as yeah. leith and well,
1: yeah yeah have you you've given your score
3: Yes, I have given my score of four. Uh,
1: base, I um, gave him a two. Wow. <laughs> I, wow, you really didn't like the base. It's just, for me, it, it's just lots of Marines piling up, which I guess makes sense for Fulgrim, but they're all, again, it's been painted, they're all his guys. So to me, it looks like his master swordsman accidentally killed three of his own dudes. Like, I've bit... definitely not accidentally done it. Yeah, not accidentally done it, I guess so. But it just it just feels a bit meh. It doesn't really give inspiring. It doesn't. It does do the middle of the action type thing quite well, yeah. I guess, which which is cool. Um, but also, I think this is the small base. I don't think there is a smaller base for him. So you're literally going to be carting three dead bodies around with you everywhere you go. Yeah, which it yeah. doesn't fly very well with me.
3: Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, I gave it a seven. Seven. There there, there aren't many bases I've scored lower than seven, to be honest with you.
0: You know, you know, Gulliman have... exists. It... Oh, Gulliman's it... one of the best bases. What are you talking about? Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Go on, Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> hold on.
3: Hold on. Let me check my scores. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't actually score him that low. There's a good reason. My argument is interesting for that one. Okay. Um, I look forward to it. But yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it's, the, the base has got a decent amount of detail on it. It's, conveys sort of like the the ruins of uh istvan
0: yeah just absolute massacre everywhere um i th- i think for me um the one thing that really annoys me and i don't know why it just catches my eye a bit too much is the legion symbol that's stuck in them in the middle yeah um that that knocked it down a peg so i gave it a six yeah uh, because that just annoyed me a bit and i wouldn't i would, try and find a way of not having that having the the marines everywhere it's two primarchs fighting marines getting caught in the crossfire absolute death it's the massacre yep. of isvan five like I, I can forgive the dead marines for of, on this one quite easily again that banner piece just sticking up really annoys
1: me <laughs> if it's a display piece absolutely but for your everyday game i i just think it's it doesn't make sense it's it's too yeah, although again it's too what, much
0: what's what's there for his detached base
1: there isn't one that is his base uh,
0: uh is it yeah oh, i don't know whether oh yeah just... it, yeah i think you him. are right yeah because they the way they did this one and the same with ferris manners is the uh detachable base was the middle centerpiece yeah that they both slotted into
1: yeah yeah so this is his base so everywhere he goes yeah. he's gonna be carrying around three dead bodies and what looks like most armor from another dude like, yeah. it just, in my mind, it just didn't yeah. make sense. That's why I and you weren't here for this. I gave it a two.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did hear Neil's reaction um, <laughs> out through the headphones while I didn't have them on. Sorry, I, yeah. I had to take that phone call. I could. That's fine. That's, that's it. fine. It. Um, um, weaponry and armor yeah, details? No, that's interesting. So, yeah, weaponry and armor details on Bloor, uh, Fulgrim. I went with an eight. Um, I really like the details, I think they picture the Primark very well. Um like the fancy cape. Um uh the sword, I really like the uh uniqueness of the sword. Um yeah, there's not much that I could fault in terms of his armor detail. I think it looks really, really good, so I I gave it an eight. Neil,
1: no? what did you give Ful- what did you give um Fulgrim's armor detail?
3: I gave him a nine because I really it it even though it's not quite the body shape I had in my head is fulgrim in that sense Mm. it's 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 fancy it's look at me i'm amazing look at my sword it's a leon blade or however Mm. you pronounce it you know it's it's i'm marvelous i'm wonderful i am fulgrim i am the best yeah it it
1: is fulgrim yeah i gave him a three
0: wow Uh, you really dislike this one
1: the saving grace was the sword um the cloak, I felt, looked kind of flat. Um, it, did, it lacked kind of movement um, in it. And, and I don't even think it was, that's the, because it's the way it's been painted. I think it is literally just, um, just kind of like flat. It doesn't really look textured in any way, shape or form. Um, the tassels annoy me that are around his crotch <laughs> because um, they're too low. So everywhere he walks will just be like this noise, like just on his armor.
0: Not picking it up. Oh, oh of the metal. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry, it must be the my supreme background noise cancellation. Just the ching 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 of metal bits hitting against yeah. his kneecaps um, all the time as he uh, walks. Uh, well,
0: uh, yeah, I suppose so.
1: And um, I like the 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 sangrini- looking face on his knee. That's quite cool. <laughs> um, and the I don't I don't particularly like his giant eagle pauldron. Um, because it looks like he wouldn't be able to walk through doors very easily, um, and would probably and He's it doesn't it's so practical and it and on the tabletop. It doesn't so it, it doesn't actually serve any purpose to protect his face from anything. Um, and if anything, no,
0: it's Baroque. It's like look at me. Look. If anything,
1: it, it would actually hinder him to see his back left side um, because there's a giant eagle wing there. Um, but then we have Horace yet, so we will get to him. And his view. But he, view. Can, he
3: can only turn right. He can't turn <laughs> left. It's <He's> like Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go on then, yeah.
0: guys. Overall scores for Fulgrim. I've got twenty-eight.
1: Uh, I have twenty-seven.
0: Fourteen. 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 Carrying on with the. Will one break twenty? Who knows? Uh,
1: no, Get that's half. One. No, that's,
0: no, that's halfway. Ferris Manus. So Ferris Manus. Indeed, let's get on to Ferris Manus, Primarch of the Iron Hands. Okay. This one is uh, a personal favorite of mine. Um, I quite enjoy Ferris Manus and the, the model. Uh, in terms of pose, going straight in, uh, I think it's really, really well posed. I feel the motion in the swing of the hammer. I think that is um, just a very good action pose. You know, he, he doesn't look weirdly shaped or misfooted or oddly angled. It all seems to make sense and you can feel that hammer blow coming. So I scored it very, very high because I could find very little wrong with it and gave it a nine. Ooh. Nine. Yeah. Well, it was virtually perfect. There's not much of the pose that I would change. I,
3: I will go a step down mm-hmm. and score it only an eight. Right. But Positioning-wise, yeah, it's it's positioned correctly for somebody that's swinging a massive hammer mm-hmm. to try and make a contact blow with somebody that's dancing around in really fancy armour and a sword that's not quite up straight ready for the death blow.
1: <laughs> cool. I uh, agree with you, Neil. I think it's an eight.
3: Ooh. for the pose i I think it
1: was really dynamic i think it it was probably the most true to life in terms of you could hit you could you could physically feel the 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 movement in it so i like it i think it's the name yeah uh face and head i said a six okay um i think it i think it was painted really good um and i think you can really see like he died young. He wasn't an old Primarch. He wasn't one that lasted like twenty, thirty, forty, fifty years. So he looks relatively young. Um and I think it, it it it's how I imagine him to look in the in the books. Um like I said though, horribly not painted, looks terrible. Um, but then so do they all really. Um Yeah. But but yeah, so I, I actually, gave I gave it uh, a six.
3: I actually this is probably the one primark out of all of them whose visage i actually like oh okay everyone else is a bit meh really although i have scored them all pretty highly because they're all pretty much the same but i gave him a nine
0: Mm, nice okay i I scored it a seven i think that's my standard a lot throughout the kind of it's good it fits roughly what I think the Primark looks like in my mind. I can adjust to it quite easily. But there's nothing particularly of, of note. You know, there's nothing that goes, oh, that is this really cool feature, or that grimace or growl or whatever on the Primarks often doesn't quite hit the spot. Like, it doesn't look like he's straining much, swinging that, which either just says, yeah, he's super strong, he's a Primark, get over it. Or, I don't know, I'd want a bit more... Aggression in his gritting
3: face. of teeth,
0: yeah, kind of. I don't know, there's not much wrong with it, but there's nothing that really stands out either. So, I gave it a seven, Fair
1: yeah. enough. Uh, uh, base five,
0: okay, only there's because of
1: his detachable base. Um, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. you lose a lot of that stuff, you yeah. lose a lot of the extra crap. Um, so it's a lot more simple and actually usable. Whereas, um, whereas Fulgrim, it wasn't, in my opinion. Uh, and it was stupid looking. Um, so, okay. Ferris Manus, I think. Five, it's a usable base. Um, I'm not a fan of the Dead Marines, obviously. I think we all know that by now. Um, but I, I thought it wasn't horrendously trash.
0: Okay. Mm. I, I gave it a seven. Um, similar thoughts. The the Dead Marines don't stand out as much. I think they're all kind of laying quite flat and low to the ground, which I think mm. doesn't you know take from the eye of the, the Primarch itself. Um, again, fits the whole story of his fun five, blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So I I gave it a uh, a seven.
3: Okay, I gave it an eight because mm. again, I think it fits. It fits in with the whole. Even if uh you didn't include Fulgrim in the fight, he's swinging for somebody. So he's been working his way through Marines.
1: Yeah, 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 hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. Um. I think for me, it's mainly the fact that off of his stupid bit, bit of bit of the base, he looks like he would just fit in on an army. Like you could have yeah. all of them on rock, you could have all of them. He wouldn't be misplaced on a, actually on a table. Whereas I, I think a lot of the 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 bases, and you'll see my scoring of bases. A lot of the bases, they do. They don't make sense in my eyes to be part of a force. Yeah,
0: it's it's really interesting. So I, I think I see it much more. Regularly with your point of view, Sam. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, These I found myself detaching that whole. These are meant for tabletop, and they have rules to be played with a larger legion force. Yep. and just went with what am I seeing? Do I like what I see? Uh, in terms of the the picture and the, and, and of the model, um, without thinking practically, um, which is on weird. Most there's one or two. Yeah,
1: I'm the person that has display models and that I paint for display. And you're like, if I'm not going to use it, why do I even own it? yeah i guess
0: because because for me because we're choosing like the best looking model i don't necessarily that's not the best model on the tabletop that's not the best rules that's not for me it's about how how pretty how beautiful is this model that someone's painstakingly sculpted and, Mm. and created and so i can kind of i guess i've separated that mostly one or two i will sound like a hypocrite but mostly, up until this point, it hasn't affected my scores.
1: Yeah, I just don't like bodies on a base. I think yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they look a bit silly. Yeah. Anyway. No, fair enough. Uh, weapon and armor? I gave it a nine.
3: Ooh. I thought the almost armor... Almost perfect.
1: I thought it was it was great. The armor looks like chunky. It looks actually usable. It looks... I liked the overlapping plates. Um, I was a little bit weirded out, and I think this is the painting, not the actual model. Um, It looks kind of like his... Uh, his the greaves, the arm of the greaves, right? The the bit you do of realize, forearm. yeah.
3: His hands, yeah, are metal. Are metal.
1: No, no. So, um, what I was gonna say is, it looks like the, from the painting, the 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 bit on the forearm sort of looks yeah. like it just blends into this the 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 upper arm. Okay, like yeah. it's kind of a little
0: of, bit too much kind of green in the in the arm color yeah. rather than just silver.
1: So if they're metal, that's fine. Um, But I assume there will be stumps that they have either been stuck onto with plungers or actually into the bone.
3: No, 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 no. So the story is that he killed a Catan shard by holding it in liquid hot magma. Okay. And the liquid metal, living metal, transferred to his
1: arms. Okay.
0: It's That's like cool. magic metal hands.
1: Oh yeah, it's not that then. It's li- if you if you literally look, yeah, it's,
0: um, it's the greeny blue above yeah, yeah, the greaves yeah, yeah. on his kind yeah. of mid arm that is where your your yeah. kind of eyes are going. What? And I can't. Whereas if that I was like silver to skin, yeah. You kind of you get that right. Yeah,
1: and I, I really like the backpack. I really like the um, all the detail in the backpack. I can imagine. That you never, ever, ever get that backpack in that pristine condition from Forge World. Um, I think a lot <laughs> of work has gone into that to clean it up. But I really like the detail in the backpack, and I really like the just the the extra things, just like um, the the um, uh, the wiring coming off of his backpack. Not a fan of the 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 groin chains that they all seem to be having, um, but you can't be perfect, right? That's why it's a that's that's why it's a nine. <laughs>
0: So I, I also gave it a nine for very similar. It's very unique. It stands out and there was much that I could fault on it. So it got a nine.
3: Oh, and it also got a nine from me as Ooh. well.
1: Uh, so that total mine to 28.
0: Wow. I'm at 32. See, I, we're getting um, closer. I'm at yeah. thir- 34. Oh, oh really this is, is much higher scoring. Um, before I feel like the king master the king master
1: yes I choose the Warmaster now
0: okay 94 for Ferris Manus
1: Lorgar uh, yes Lorgar
0: oh now okay. this is another 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 interesting one
1: pose six I like wow. the fact that he I never imagined Lorgar actually fighting um it's a very static pose. It's a power when pose. When he does, it right? gets beaten up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a little bitch. Um he, it's a power pose, right? It's a it's a I'm standing there. Um, I'm standing there, my feet are shoulder width apart. I am waiting for for my um disciples to do my dirty work for me. Uh, I I think it's a it's a good looking thing. I think it's a six.
0: I, the hilarious thing is, right? I really dislike this pose and I gave it a five. <laughs> <laughs> just one lower than you i think the shoulder width apart legs are really kind of cartoony pose um really? i just he doesn't look intimidating he doesn't look anything it's just a model standing there i just there's nothing there that's of note and but, it, but uh, it's sorry, got a five that's what he is he's not of note. yeah but I'd pre- i would have preferred something like have him reading from a book or yeah. having the, the mace over his shoulder or some kind of that interesting... epic. Mace on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Out standing stretched. there like pretentious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something of note. This just says yeah. I plonked a model there. Like, yeah, yeah. Just tell me anything. But, but that's why, I, that's got why, a why six. I gave it a five. But that's why, I got a that's why mine got yeah. a five right yeah, in yeah. the middle. Doesn't, doesn't say anything.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So, three... Ooh. Nice, I like it. I really, this does nothing for me at all. Do you, do you, really, I actually think yeah. this one's
1: not that bad.
0: Yeah, it's really it's... interesting. But then, but then I'm I'm sure I'm, I'm will don't give it away. But I'm sure there's certain <laughs> other Primarchs who are just standing <laughs> still, Sam. That you're going to score really low on pose.
1: Yeah, and this guy's the worst they're, they're of trash. all of them because they're trash. No,
0: no, because they trash. are better and make more no. sense as a character. No, they this don't.
1: One... Read some books, right? Lorgar does no fighting ever. He, it makes sense. And complete he's constantly sense.
0: reading and he, writing. But, but he's, have, he's, him, he's, have him doing something like that just standing. He's there. sheafed. He sheafed the book in his shoulder pads. It's uh, there. It's
3: just no. It's just a rubbish pose as far It just as has no character.
0: It. There's no character <laughs> No like... character to Lorgar <laughs> uh, face, head,
1: back to my normal scoring. I gave it a three. I think it looks really boring.
0: Uh, So it's back to my normal scoring of being fine seven. I think he would look better in a helmet.
3: I gave him a six, but I think that might've been a bit generous from my part.
0: (laughs) Um, In terms of helmet, he is always kind of known to having his face out with all the um, uh, inscriptions all over it. Maybe
1: uh, a Magneto style helmet.
0: I, I was thinking something like that would be cool.
3: Is he bald in the books? Yeah. Uh, just...
0: Yes, I yeah. believe. I believe he literally, he, he like, is running out of place to write all his n- new holy scripture, and he so he's like. Isn't there a scene where he, he skins a... himself so he can Isn't have there it a... all written
1: on him? Isn't there a, a scene where he gets his cape and just buffs his head a little bit?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I kind of get that. I kind of get this withered kind of you know, he's is dabbling in powers that he kind of feels like he understands, but maybe doesn't. Um, yeah, I, I see the kind of the scribe, the the withered man that writes stuff down, you know. Um, rather than the the warrior, the vibrant youth of like a Ferris Manus, who's hot-headed and ends up obviously losing his head because of that. Um, whereas Lorgar's very kind of, I don't know, he's seen the universe, he's travelled and found the Chaos Gods and has lived. I am... Um, ah.
1: Are- I agree. I always picture Logar being old. You know, those that can't oh, do okay. teach, that kind of thing.
0: I think it's that boring, stuffy, into books kind of stigma yeah. and stereotype that probably we shouldn't have.
1: <laughs> no. Um, uh, bass design? Six.
0: Uh, yeah, I gave it a six. Eight. It's fine. An eight? Okay. Eight. I thought this well, bass was
1: wonderful. Like, I thought well, the... Because it's boring? No, no, no. Because, like, the the display one looks great because that's how you i'd imagine logar on top of that rock uh evangelizing to the people leading them from from upon high and then the um the, the 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 playing base as it were the the bit that he actually stands on having the ruins around him is really cool i would perhaps do them glowing um almost like way walks is like the ruins are inscribed mm, some osl the would really yeah, 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 make yeah that
0: model pop a bit more
1: yeah yeah I thought it was really good. I really liked his base. It's lots more characterful. And do you know what there isn't? There isn't any Marines because he hasn't killed any, because he doesn't do any fighting.
3: <laughs> he doesn't do his own dirty work. He's lazy.
1: Yes, yes, other people. <laughs> Which is why it's great, because this is how we how I imagined him.
0: <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Um, weapon armour and, and details. I don't really have anything to add to base. I think. Did I give you my score? I think no. I did six. Um,
1: uh, weapon, armor, and details. I gave him a three. Um, again, uh, the mace saved it cool for me. Um, I thought I, th- I thought the mace was really cool and and a, a wonderful piece uh. of piece of um, weaponry. I I, I I thought his armor looked a, a, a bit awkward, like it. I don't know it looks a little bit um
0: i kind of like that though if we're talking about the guy who doesn't really fight and then he puts his like warrior armor on and it doesn't seem to fit quite right like i kind of like that narrative
1: maybe that's it maybe Um, that's it it doesn't it doesn't really seem like it fits right
0: yeah yeah i mean i i've looked at my score when i did this and i must have been enjoying the the carvings on his armor and the intricate design because i i gave it an eight wow now I think that is probably a little bit higher, but we'll stick with the original ones. I, I enjoy the the um, the knee guards being kind of, you know, the flame tops, really unique. The mace is cool. The um, runes and stuff inscribed into the armor really make that pop. I kind of like the fact that the um, power generator, as we always call backpacks, um, just looks like a big marine one. I think one of the things that kind of sometimes frustrates me about the Primarchs is their armor looks so different and unique compared to normal space marines, whereas he looks like a more fancy space marine. And I like Mm. that about it. I like Mm. the fact that it's basically a Mark III jetpack, uh, not jetpack, um, backpack power generator uh, with four exhausts rather than two because it's just larger because he's a larger being like that. Just that thing, I think, made me go, "Oh, it's actually quite good." Uh, I, th- I do think it is a bit high, but that's why it's good.
3: Oh, I gave it a five because it's
0: boring, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, again, I was picturing like you know, all the runes in his armor have those glowing, and you could do some really cool yeah. RSL stuff, like have have the armor kind of glowing as you sometimes see on the bottom of the kind of face. Uh, there's some kind of weird power that is kind of unseen but seen.
1: So that because Lorgar,
0: uh, Logar, when he's transfigured, is an absolute beast. Or Always used to be, um, and I'd love to see a model of that, where he basically just becomes a demon primarch for a while and then goes back to normal. That would be kind of cool.
1: Uh, so that takes my score for Lorgar to uh, what twenty. Ooh. I also put 20 then.
0: Yeah. No, mine was 26.
1: Yeah, but you're too generous. We know that too much.
0: I, I, I'm genuinely on the positive side when it comes to the Primark <laughs> models, apparently, which is, is interesting.
1: Uh, Horace, the big boy himself, pose, Ooh. six. I thought it was really good. I thought it was um, how I imagined him leading from the front, pointing towards the enemy, get over there and punch them with your fists. I thought it was good.
3: Yeah. Yeah i uh i took it at two points higher and went for an eight because it's kind of like it almost feels like uh this is where he's going eventually even though it's not uh horus ascended it still feels like it's i am on my way to see the emperor i'm climbing the stairs to go and kill him
0: Mm. Mm, okay yeah i i gave it a seven uh in between both of you, really, for similar reason, really. I, I see the the uh the leader who's standing there and going, We're going this way, pointing with his mace. You know, onward to heresy. It's it's him at the beginning. Um and and it, it matches that. I think it would have scored higher if it had a little bit more un- unintentionally, you know, character to this character series model. Like it just, mm. he's kind of such generic kind of pose of like, look at me. Uh. There was nothing massive that stood out because it's Horus.
1: Yeah. Um, face head. I gave it a three. It looks like every other bald Primarch.
0: Uh, I gave it a six for that reason. I
3: gave it a seven because it's a little bit better than Lorgar's. Mm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I
1: think, think oh, Lorgar doesn't looks... have
0: much expression.
1: I, I think Lorgar looks older in the his. He still looks yeah, like he every other bald Primarch. He, lo- he looks like the next growth stage of a bald Primark, but they all <laughs> look very similar. Like take away the painting of of um, what's his face Vulcan, Vulcan. Yeah. Sa- exactly the same sculpt, <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Um, so I gave it a three. Um, base design. I gave it an eight.
0: Yeah, I gave it an eight as well. I
3: also gave it an
1: eight. I, I think yeah. this is exactly where I imagine him to be. And yeah. um, okay, you could very easily say he's taken a massive chunk of marble with him wherever he goes. I would have liked yes. to have seen him have a, a smaller base, like a come out of that thing base. Um, but at that time, it gives him the height which he, he needs as, as, as Horace, the, the Warmaster. He needs that height. Um, so I don't know really. Maybe if it was me, I, I, and I've seen it where they haven't actually put the eagle on, They've kind of cut it down, so it just looks like another chunk of rock. So it's less like I'm on the imperial world type thing, but I don't think it's that bad. Not really.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, I just I like the fact that it has some character to it. It's the, the staircase really adds something. It's unique compared to all of the other ones, um, so it stands out, uh, which I like. Um, so yeah, I, I gave it an eight. For that reason, really, it just had that little bit extra than some of the other bases. Yeah, yeah, a bit more interesting. Bit this more will be sure. an interesting one because we are reaching my first 10, ladies and gentlemen. Really? This weapon and details 10. Horace, 10. 3. Um, I can go into why, but I'm interested to know your scores first.
1: 3. 3.
3: Okay. And yeah. I went for 8. Yeah, so. Okay, great. Right, Sam. We'll start with you on this one. Why three?
1: So his claws pretty fun. That's about it. Really, I thought the 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 cloak again looked like a flat piece of material. I, well, not even material, flat flat surface. Um, the the wolf, I think, it's got a lot to live up to with the likes of um, Fulgrim's cloak and uh, Fulgrim's fur and. Um, What's his face? Lehman Russ's fur. Sorry, Angon's fur and Lehman Russ's fur. Like, I I I I I just don't think it really looks that great. The the jaw on it looks disfigured. It doesn't really do it for me. The armor's cool. Um I, I think it's a lot plainer than what I thought it would be. Um really and cool. less grand. Uh, like being I'm guessing this would have been set post becoming the Warmaster pre-fall I would assume because he hasn't got his like I imagine him bigger now uh, this here. is
0: this is fall but not ascended form
1: yeah so it just it just feels a bit plain but I like the stuff I love there is stuff I like and, and and maybe three is a bit harsh like I like the fact he's got the the Lunar Wolf skull on his right knee I like the fact on the left knee he's got his, his eye of Horace like I think I think that's kind of cool callbacks but it, it just looks kind of generic-y like mm,
0: so, that's why I scored it really, really high. Completely, because in the in the books, he's basically described as having extra large made cataphracty power armor.
1: But this isn't what because cataphracty it's... Terminator looks um, looks like.
0: Yes, it is. You pull up a cataphracty, It looks basically exactly like that. The show two me. Where, show the shoulder they... pauldrons, the tassels. You look at Kurz. Kurz is in no normal type of power armor that you could label as a certain mark. Whereas this is large catfracty power armor. Um, and I like that. And I think it stands to what it says in the lore of what he used. Um, and uh, I love all the details like you mentioned. Um, I think there's tons of hidden little details that stand out. Um, like the, the little lightning bolts in the, in the chest plate. Um, you've got, obviously, the mace looks really rad and actually dangerous which I like. Mm. Um, I really like the wolf pelt. I think it, it's, again, fits the, the, the lore really well um, and makes him unique to just having standard cape. It's like, here's this big wolf thing that I used to carry around with me. Um, but it doesn't look that great, though. Not compared to some of the I others. I think it looks great. Yeah, I don't know. Like Angron's fur, I think, does look better with the chains in it and stuff, but um, the, the claw is... Um, Really, remini- reminiscent to uh, the old metal chaos Terminator claws, and obviously uh, Baden's claw, which it obviously is the same one. Um, so that was a really good callback to models that were out before this model, even though this model should exist before in the timeline. Mm. But they must have spent a lot of time designing that claw to match a Badden's version of it um, and the normal chaos Terminator version of it really Um, and I really like that they did that Um, yeah there's just nothing wrong with it it just it it pictures exactly how I would see Horace you scored it quite high as well didn't you Neil yeah and I yeah anything particular stand out to you
3: Uh, I just it matches the image it matches the image that I have of Horace with the whole talent Horace's talent and his Mighty Mace and his plain but also not plain armour. Mm.
4: Um,
3: but yeah, it just seems to fit it's it's functional, it's not or well, it doesn't seem over the top mm-hmm. or too over the top.
1: Which I think they could very easily have done. Like they could have very yeah. easily have pushed it straight down the, the I am Horus type type approach. Um Yeah. Yeah. It looks I think from what you're saying, Matt, if you the it looks like one step above the, the legion cataphracti praetor. Um, it looks nothing like the justarians, like apart from it's the same shape, but it it you can see the the fanciness level go up. Yeah, that's, okay. that's it. Um, but yeah, yeah,
0: wasn't the worst, wasn't the best. What are people's uh final scores? 20, 31. Mine was 31 as well. Mm. So that equals a total of eighty-two.
1: Mortarion. Uh, yes. Here's a here's
0: a high yes. scorer. Um Joe, you know I, I scored Mortarion, I think, much higher than I would have said if you made me kind of guess. My Scores without really looking at them, mm. I would think I would. This guy would be quite low, but actually, I think he ended up quite high for me. But uh, saying that, my pose, I gave it a seven. Seven reason for oh, eight. interesting. Oh, so, okay. so I scored it a seven rather than an eight or a nine because I would like to see more hip action or that uh, Reaper to be further back. Again, All right. just a, a little bit more dynamic. I thought right. that was you,
1: really dynamic.
0: When, That's why I gave it when seven.
3: did you yeah. turn into Len Goodman and <laughs> <or laughs> say so you want more hip action? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, this is hell. not strictly come dancing. This is, is that something strictly. he says? This
1: is strictly primate. Don't pretend that you don't know what he says, Matt. We know you're I a, you're a secret. Uh, Considering secret Sam went seven. Yeah, yeah it's, it's quite a common thing. I think if you, if you go to the 360 mode on the 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 image and you you kind of go up top down top down <laughs> you and spin you, it around you, you do see he has got quite a lot of like quite a lot of hip action i think it, i think looking yeah, at the flat maybe. image it, it, it kind of makes him look like he's upright but actually it does look like if you um yeah. picture like stargate when they're going through to the agri worlds and they've got all the all the scythes and they're cutting all the corn it does seem that kind of movement it be a bit higher than what they would normally do. Um, But I, I, I think it is quite dynamic. But that's why I gave it a seven anyway.
0: Yeah, I think the cape helps with that as well. Yeah. The, actually, you know what, when you look at the more rear-facing angles, he does look much more dynamic, whereas the front on looks quite flat, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he looks guess, like he's just doing that rather than a, a full swing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, so I gave it a seven. Isn't he going... ball? He'd be going backwards. No, he's, if you look he's at the cape, back to swing. Yeah, he's going back. Yeah, the, the, the cape
1: showing back, isn't he? Yeah. Uh,
0: that's why. Okay. Okay. That's why. The- so I picture it as him. He's coming down. So he's like they've they've done him as he's coming yeah. towards. Like, so just started the descent. But his cape should be the other way then. Yeah, like It so shouldn't be that way. Th-
3: it looks looks like they've either messed up with the sculpting and thought, oh, the cape should be here, but he's doing this.
0: It could easily be me just translating it wrong, but that's just what I pictured in my head, so that's why I gave it a, a seven. Yeah. I still like it, but it wasn't enough for me. Yeah. Um,
3: okay. I need to see a bit more hilltoe action going on there with that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, face, I gave it a two. Uh, two? I thought it looked like... A hybrid of curs and the lion, um, painted in a sickly blue. I, I didn't really like it. It, it. The sickly blue makes sense, it's more Tyrian. Um, but it it kind of looks like I can't tell if that's hair or if, I, if that's, a, if that's, that's a, cloak. a cloak.
0: Yeah, but go to the unpainted.
1: Okay, hang on. It's you a
0: cowl. It's a cowl. Yeah, that's the right word.
1: Okay, yeah, oh yeah, you um, can see it now, can't you? Yeah, the little
0: trip.
3: Okay, I gave it a seven, but I feel like his face is very Victor Von Doom.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I I gave his face an eight because yeah. I like the emancipation that's shown in there, like the kind of gaunt, okay, um, sucked in from all the uh, horrible chemicals that he's been exposed to.
1: Alright, he's up to a five because now it makes sense that that isn't his hair. I thought it was just really crap hair. So. Yeah, I mean,
0: like I think a little bit of. Um, detail on the trim front of the cowl mm. and you, that makes it work.
1: Yeah Okay. Uh base nine. I think it's solid near perfection. Like I think it's simple enough. It adds character to where he is. The the base of him not on the the, the pipe work is, is nice size. It's very simple. It actually looks like it works rather than this marines everywhere.
0: Mm. I, Which, I gave it an eight for that reason. I gave same, it the same feeling.
3: I gave it a six because it's boring
0: oh, <laughs> it's really interesting yeah uh,
1: weaponry and armor details I, I gave it an eight um, I think Ooh. the the woodwork on the scythe is amazing I think it looks really good I think albeit it is painted it's not it's not in the sculpt as far as I'm aware I think the armor looks just like it it looks do you know what his armor reminds me of like um, you know when you were probably younger uh, I mean maybe not you Neil maybe plastic didn't exist then Um. When you were younger and you had like the pipes and you put your hand through the pipes and you had like pipe pipe arms and pipe legs. Uh, okay, yeah, you ever, yeah, You ever do that? I mean, you probably <laughs> still do it, Neil. Um, his legs look like that. They look like pipes. They look like that's how he's pumping uh, okay. out that toxins through his legs and through his body. Oh. Like it looks like a sealed unit. Um, okay. I thought it was really good. And the backpack's amazing. Like it looks like a cobbled together mess of pipe work and boilers and yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I like the backpack. I like. I actually like the dangling like uh, censures on his um, uh, bottom of the backpack. Is that the name for the, the swingy
1: things that the priest? Yeah.
3: I
0: think it, I think it's a censure.
1: Yeah, uh, they do like censers. Yeah,
0: um, so I quite like those. And uh, the obviously the the scythe is just unique and yeah. awesome and and giant everything you kind of want a primarch weapon to be. And, yeah, like you say, that backpack with all the pipe work and the exhaust is just yeah. someone else. Yeah, so he, he scored a, a nine with me.
3: I only scored him a seven, but, um, yeah, it's still good. Wow.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should definitely do Death Guard. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um...
0: Yeah, to add to your, um, your camera, by the way, Sam, is going mental.
1: Is it?
3: Um... Yeah, you're
0: just one picture, but jumping up and
3: down. It wasn't even moving on my screen, so. Oh,
0: really? That's so weird. Maybe. Uh, uh, um,
1: who knows? Who knows? Okay. Well, I'll just.
0: Oh, actually, what's that? Re-, re, yeah, turn it back on. It'll probably be fine again.
1: I'm not on Wi-Fi. I'm unconnected, so shouldn't be that weird. With a capital w I we- can go to the the vir- oh, no, the uh, I go to the virtual one, which is like the same one, but pipes through something else.
0: Yeah, I'll go for that. I'll
1: go for that. For uh, so
0: my my. Uh, Total score for Mortarin was thirty two.
1: Oh, maths, okay. Uh oh actually thirty. Yeah, Ooh, five 20. to one, nine, two over there, that is three, seven, yeah, thirty. I did twenty-eight.
0: Twenty-eight. I will add them up as we move on to, to Neil's bath buddy, Vulcan.
3: Yes, wow. so pose. I scored him an eight. Three. I don't know what sat <laughs> Sam was gonna go very low. Um I think this would have be been the better pose had he not had his left hand rolled over massively if he if it was just a little bit more flat, so it looked like he was actually firing the flamethrower.
1: Oh, have you, have uh, you changed yeah, yours? Cool. have you changed it? Can you roll it? I don't know. I have to look at that. Yeah, see. yeah, that'd be cool. That would, I agree. I think it looks cool. super yeah. weird. What it looks no, like I to think me, it's a great pose. Is it? It looks like um, it, he's Thor and he's just caught that hammer.
0: Um, oh, okay, yeah, because he's kind of gone back. Yeah, like yeah, that. he looks yeah, over. You can see that?
1: If he's about to hit, he's uh, he's he's kind of overextended. It's too high, like. He's just gonna smash his hand down into whoever it is. Well, the
0: one thing I would say about that is he has a used to anyway, where you could do an attack where he basically hits the ground so hard with his hammer that it hits Uh... everyone under like a large blast. So I kind of picture him is about to do that. Yeah, yeah, just go down right in front of himself with this overarching swing. Um, But yeah, I think the pose is great. I hadn't thought about the hand, so maybe I should knock a score off. But I'm going with my initial feelings. Uh, but I scored it a nine. I think it's great. He's about to rain down hell with that hammer um, and it all makes sense. His cloak's not doing silly, floaty things. It it all just is very strong and centred and I think that's very Vulcan. So I gave it a nine. Interesting. Cool.
1: Um, face, head, uh, bald Primark, number four. As I gave him, <laughs> so I gave him four points
0: Fair <laughs> I gave it a seven which is my kind of standard of it's fine not much to say about it like he oh, genuinely
1: looks it. just like like um Horace if you go through to know. like it's a different it's I mean, a shouty Horace rather than a than a moody Horace but if you go to the unpainted version of Horace's head and then go back I mean there's, the there's only so many
0: too. ways you can sculpt the,
1: a oh head. 100% just give him some hair I know Vulcan yeah. he's burnt all his hair off but okay But he could have Um, like a little bit, like I don't know, scales or a toupee or something,
0: or or get this, a helmet
1: or a helmet (laughs) or a helmet.
3: I gave him a seven, seven because he's a bit more animated, bald head, yeah, compared (laughs) to boring
1: Lord Garth and Hor and and Horace as well. Well, Horace was a bit more interesting. I, I agree. Actually, he is animated. He looks angry. He looks he looks annoyed at whoever's trespassing on his swamp Um he does look angry I just I think the skin colour I know I know it's that's that's not noctur- nocturne like I just I've never seen anyone do it well like it just it looks like they've just painted it black and just dry brushed it white
0: it doesn't look I very well I I've, I've seen some good ones I think you have yeah. to look for them but yeah I've seen some good ones yeah okay I' still, wait, still waiting to see Neil's version of this model.: Yes. Come on, Neil.: uh,
1: Base design, I gave it a four. Um, uh, not the worst base in the world, but I would definitely leave the dead bodies off of it. Um, and I'm pretty sure he must come out because you can see does. join lines, so they haven't. Yeah, he does He okay. does come out.: What does he come with?
0: The, the thing that I hate is that really tall bit of building that is behind his back. Yeah? Yes, it's a bit of an awkward... I, I gave him a six because of that.
3: It's an awkward bit of terrain, that's sticking up that makes
1: painting a lot harder. You could very easily just saw it with junior hacksaw. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what, what I would bend do. bend it over. Like habit, yeah, I'd like just so literally
0: just take it off. Just yeah, yeah don't yeah. need that bit.
1: But yeah, I, I think it's very cool. I think... I'm guessing the Marines don't come with the smaller base. I'm guessing he's on his own on the He just base. is on his own. Yeah, yeah. His I so, believe so. Yeah. So actually, maybe that would be better. I think, I, mean, I think, I, I think it's plainer. I, I think that would, maybe it would look weird with the platform in front of him without anyone there. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think it's the worst. But I don't think it's amazing. It's I no it giant eagle head. It's no giant eagle head. You're right. Um, weapon and armor details nine. I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal. Well done.
0: Ah, interesting. You scored. I ga- scored <laughs> it
1: correctly. I gave it a seven. Really?
3: You you have not, not scored it correctly. <laughs> I, 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 don't know, I don't know why. Just
0: nothing massively jumped out. Like I think his armor looks a bit plain from the front, like on the legs and stuff. And uh, the hammer's cool, but not really anything to shout about. Like the, it's the same arm armor that arm really Horace cool. has like got, head, but... and you gave Horace like a ten. Horace's mace is amazing, and that claw is iconic. yeah, there were lots more thought into the things I liked on Horace, whereas here like I like the cape of the the scaled skin, um the backpacks you know unique the 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 dinosaur head, I know it's not a dinosaur, but yeah, he's cool, <laughs> but I don't know, there's just a lot of kind of eh, on it for me. Are you on crack? like this is it's, far it's... better than Horace. It's no, it's, no, no. it's much more
3: detailed. Yes. It's, it's got slightly recessed details on the leg and
1: That was my question. So on the painted version, he's he's it's... done up the upside of the leg, he's there's there's detail. Is that actually on the model? That's on the oh, model. Oh man, work. no, this is this is definitely phenomenal. I, this is Horace is trash next to this. Like the, the, the cloak is good I love the cloak I love the fact you've got the teeth going up at the right hand side it looks like the yeah. front part of a dragon that's not a dragon um, it looks like that the 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 um, custom made weapon holster for his giant magnum that he's got on his back like <laughs> made out of scales like this is a phenomenal model like the base is lackluster don't get me wrong but the detail in it is is far greater than than Horus like i i i really like this model but now you've pointed out that hand it does 100 percent irk me then you need to rotate that wrist
3: yeah i'll have a look at that one and see if i can
1: although if yeah, it was, it was like be. that would it look a bit too forcey
3: no, no it's,
1: it's it's
0: it's as long as it's doing it it, anything i'd want a fifth. or just just limp
1: it down like just, just I, a leap I will
3: through. see if i see if the fingers can be um
0: manipulated
3: Manipulated or if another hand could be acquired.
1: <laughs> Give him a tiny hand. Give him a t-
3: tiny
4: <laughs> <marine laughs> He's He's tiny marine hand. hand out.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I thought Vulcan was great. I thought it was amazing. Um, I love the detail.
3: Total scores, boys. Strangely oh. enough, not the highest score from no. me. Only mm. thirty one.
1: Uh twenty. Mainly After saved by that. weaponry and armour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, uh, don't get me wrong. Mine was
0: Twenty
1: nine. The po- the po in, the lowest one for mine was the pose. I I I, I
0: kind of feel like it was a, it's a little bit wasted. It's more uh, animated he, than some, but he he hits eighty, so he's he's doing all right. He's up there. Okay, Conrad. Ah, now here we go. Here we go. Do you want to hear some bias?
1: <laughs> well, we haven't got to we haven't we haven't got to Sanguinius yet. <laughs> oh
0: God, you're gonna you're gonna absolutely hate me after we do Sanguinius
1: i I haven't actually given that higher scores to him anyway Conrad um I gave Conrad uh a six for a pose
0: A pose wow yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: mainly because it's it, it's um I like the fact that he looks like he's snowboarding um and I, I okay, like the yeah. fact that he could very easily be placed on nothing uh-huh. else apart from that that angle of building like it it's kind of cool. It's very stabby-stab. I, I get why they've done it like that. He does look like, um, what's it called? Nightcrawler from X-Men. Yes. Um, like jumping up into the rafters yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But um, I, I, yeah, I like her power pose too much. Ah, yeah. uh, this explains Six. a lot. <laughs> um, no, it's not though. Wait till you get to Gilliman. <laughs> I'd be
3: interested to see if Matt scored a nine as I scored a nine. Really? The pose. If you yeah. scored a 10, Matt. Yeah, I
0: I, no, I I scored it a 9. <laughs> yes. I think sure. it's, it's an amazing pose. It's dynamic. It's different to 99% of all the yeah. other Primarchs. Um yeah. And yeah. it suits his character a lot. Yes.
3: Yeah. It's definitely more, yeah, it is, it is unique compared to, well, all of them, really. I think there's only one that comes relatively close
1: to it. In, yeah, and Williams. it's worse
3: similarity
1: <laughs> i don't i don't think it's worse i think is one is better than oh us. no no I'm no not no no, San no, San no, San no he's not talking about sangrinius
0: i, I, I know exactly who neil's talking about yeah. we'll get to him okay um, it's definitely
1: not his fault face head <laughs> uh face and head of the primarch um i gave it a 5 i thought it was better he does look like a greasy teenager though um that who would serve you cheese and chips from yeah. uh, No, McDonald's. i would
0: say the uh non-painted version it's far better than the painted face on the forge rod. Yeah, Sorry. I've
1: seen your one though, and and I, I I don't really like this. It it just looks a bit.
3: I gave
0: him a seven. Uh, I I gave it so th- this is where, I, I know what's coming. I gave it a nine. Trash. Because <laughs> for me, it's exactly how he's depicted in art that I've seen of him of how I kind of picture him in, as he's described. It fits exactly how he looks to me. Like, it's, it's so perfect in that sense. Is he your uh, highest interest- scoring one? Uh,
1: n- no. Oh, interesting. Your bias wasn't but, that much. But,
0: but, but, very, very close.
1: It's, uh, it's not... I- okay,
0: cool. So again, like it, it comes down to how you're marking these, right? I'm marking this on... Do they look like the Primark that I picture in my mind? Yeah. And is it, obviously, because they're all well-detailed. They're all well-made. There's nothing in there that says that's a bad sculpt, I don't think. Which is why all my scores are higher. Um, But, yeah, there's just something about this that fits so well with my image of him. And because I have this model and it's... Yeah, I think, Primark, I, th- I think it's you know I think it's different.
1: I think it's different because you have the model like and you've you've seen it up close, you've seen how it it kind of sits together and stuff like that. I yeah. I think I think it's hard to go just by photos. Like I've seen a lot of these Primarchs, I think, but not really, not really had them in my hands and touched them and really mm. looked close. you're going to see details on 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 him that we wouldn't see. Um so yeah, it's yes. it's absolutely right that you would score him more plus. He's your Primark, so you're ultimately, you have unconscious bias towards him. There, there is definitely even, bias e- in there, yeah. Even if he does have a trash model, like it's not your fault.
0: It's such a good model. <laughs>
1: um, face. Uh, face, I gave a five. What did you say? Oh, wow. Seven. Seven.
0: Seven. That's, it's, that's respectable.
3: It's, it's, it's another, it's another Fulgrim-esque, slightly aggy face going on. At least With he's got hair. Going.
0: At least he's got hair. Oh, sorry, your hair. Sorry, I swear my brain went to base already. No, no, like, no, no,
1: no, no, We're sorry. doing face. Face.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my
3: brain's struggling. Oh, yeah, his hair struggling. going back. Aggie face going on and just, <laughs> yeah.
0: I am ghost Bad um,
1: yeah. yeah. Base-wise, I gave him an eight. I thought it was a really good base. Primarily because, not his display base. His display base is nonsense. Um, But his separate base... Um, although I have a very strong aversion to taking bits of terrain with you, um, I thought it was it was quite cool and actually
0: it does like, somehow work better. I would say, yeah, yeah, like yeah. again, have, having the model does help. I don't, I don't feel like I'm taking a bit of building with me. It's just a random bit of building, yeah. If you know what I mean. But like, my yeah, only fact- con-
1: my only concern would be you'd have to have a a building that kind of match this to kind of make it work on your board. Um, yeah
0: well it kind of matches the um, what's it called the Shrine of Aquila but mine is inbuilt rather than in ruin so yeah it is a bit odd but i mean yeah. you can't get everything no no you
1: can't <laughs> and 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 ultimately this is what gives Kerr's height right rather than having a giant superhuman yes. looking model like this is how he's taller than normal marines yeah um, yeah, yeah so it, yeah in, and,
0: and he would jump down at you when you weren't noticing him and, and everything else right yeah from the uh, foot off
1: the ground that he is you're right yeah
0: well yeah but i mean that's a long way to fall if you weigh it a ton <laughs> <laughs> yeah um sure. But no, yeah, I mean in terms of base, go on Neil, go on, you go first.
3: I gave him I gave him a nine because it is it's it is exactly what he does. He strikes from above and he does nasty things to people as a result, as depicted by the dead, not Space mm. Marines beneath him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I what think I mean? that, that massively wins over the um the the piece for me that it's again a very unique uh, base compared to all the other Primarchs. It's not Marines; they are Solar Auxilia guys who have been flayed and taken apart and gruesomely killed, rather than just oh he's been shot and he's dead. Like is that because he, he can't kill Marines
1: because he dies in every engagement that he ever goes into in your games?
0: Uh, he's, no, this edition he's got much more teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, Sure. But I would, I would say yes. He, yeah, he kills the weak and makes examples of them. He doesn't fight the strong. That's the whole point of the Night Lords. That's not how they operate. No, no, hundred um, percent. So, so yeah, for me that base is just uh, really good. It stands out. The it doesn't look too busy. There's only two bodies. There's not loads <laughs> of big bulky bits of terrain sticking it's like, out. There's loads. Um, He's it's, it's taking a half a temple with him. Like, it's, no, 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 what, I mean, what is I mean, the I mean, base measure? Like, if you no, move I mean, him I mean, off there's it. Not like eight, there's not like eight bits of things all sticking out everywhere. It's not busy, is what I'm saying.
1: Oh, right. Compared to what? Because
0: this is definitely uh, one we'll, of the
1: busier bases.
0: No, it is definitely not. So far, sorry, so far busier. so far. Yeah. not. Yes, it has got like four bodies on it and a bit of banner sticking
1: out. Um, do you know what I find that just looks more like rock compared to the the, the building that Conrad's having to hide himself in on his base yeah Um, mm. I feel like your scores should be discounted from this one I don't feel like you should be able I don't to score know this of one. I, stand. I think well, I'll remove So you remove um curse and, and and
0: no because then the scores don't work because you <laughs> need three scores.
1: I I feel like your bias is coming you scored, out
0: too much. No, I I honestly think this is one of the best uh Primark models.
1: I I I don't disagree. I I don't think he's I don't think he's one of the best. Um,
0: I think he I think he's top three, and yeah. in my scores he is top three.
1: Yeah. Um, weaponry in detail. I gave a seven. Uh, I
0: gave it a nine.
1: Eight. Uh, I gave it a seven because I really like the fact that his backpack is kind of not there but there, as in like it's it's being hidden underneath armor plates and his scary looking stuff. Um, yeah. So I like that he's not kind of like a standard marine backpack, and also um, the claws are really cool, uh, and the fact that his hands have like nails on them as well, um, mm-hmm. which is I, I, is I don't really have cool those hands design. on mine. No, is actually you lost them?
0: No, I I cut. They were so. In terms of practicality, and if we were marking it practicality, it falls through the floor. Because those little blades are individual. They don't come on the arm.
1: Really? You have to put
0: each blade in. Yeah. Like By blade, you mean fingernail? No, no. The fingernails are there on the hand. The hands are separate to the arm. Oh, the you arm, just didn't stick his see, power claw on. You see where the two... No, the two um, like large power claw prongs on each yeah. arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they swords. go into the arm. Yeah. they're separate individual
1: yeah um uh, yeah I, I get it it's impractical it, uh, i think would...
0: one one of my four was broken one of them was bent almost like a u-shape yeah. i was like no and i really liked the um kind of animalistic raptor claws um that i always kind of pictured curves having so mm. that's why i converted my one
1: i think i think um, it's a shame i think most of the models most of the department models are built like to be built painted and then never move like I, yeah
0: kind of yeah. They,
1: they all have these kind of fanciful things on them that actually practically wise if you're going to stuff them in and okay, out which is, is why
0: I haven't put my cape on my curse either because he's supposed to be this kind of stealth coming from the shadows you know you can't see him coming and then he's got this big flesh cape with skulls and bones all clattering on it and like oh here I am with my big cape it's like no just take that off he becomes a much smaller frame to yeah. do that kind of warfare and that's why so i so for someone that on.
1: loves this model you you are removing a lot of things from it
0: no i mean but like 10, the, the right? tiny little details right no i gave it a nine what did you give the because detail of the, because of those armory
1: detail one which, what's called yeah, nine. One? Nine. 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 and you because... removed the claws because they're impractical and the cloak because it doesn't make sense to you and you got you gave it a nine
0: yeah because they're not so like jaded. the detail on the cloak is amazing if I was again if I'm putting this model on display, it's having all this stuff. Yeah. You know? The thing the things that like take me away is he's got his throwing knives on his belt, on his like loincloth of flayed skin, there's the skull there, there's all the uh iconography in the uh which is that's not painted on, that's molded into the, the model. Yeah. The little skeletons on the um uh shin guards and stuff, that's all phenomenal. Mm. The little um uh, what's it called, blimmin? Oh, what's it called, egg timer, sand dial thing right by his face? Um, that's got a actual point to it in the law, um, so I love that they've included that. Um, you've got the the flayed skin on the and the skeleton spine uh, on the shoulder pad. You know the legion symbol on the other shoulder pad. I mean, at this point, There's... you're just
1: reading out parts from from a model. I don't know if like we could do this on all of them. I don't think that means he's got greater detail. Just I, well, I just
0: think they are. It's, it's really intricate and oh yeah 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 hundred percent. the character hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. So lots lots of them are lot,
1: Lots of them are though. Lots of them have that. Like they have beyond yeah. just flat panel armor. Like I don't yes, know. If yeah, yeah 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 like,
0: yeah yeah. But it, it's, it's the, the attention to detail. I feel is slightly higher on Curz. I don't, compared I don't to know. some of the previous ones, I don't know if it's true though. <laughs> well, that's but that's why we're saying feelings like this is yeah. how I feel about it. Okay. Um, I, I don't know, I reckon there is there is a slightly more detail from Fulgrim to Kurs, um, but we can sit there and argue that till we're blue in the face. I could say there's probably most detailed model in terms of armor is actually probably Loga because of every single rune that's carved into the armor, but we're not that interested by it. So it doesn't score as that. Well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you um, see what I'm saying? Like, have you, Neil, have you given your score for, for weaponry and armor for curse? Eight. yes. I, I did you say said, eight. Okay. So right. I feel like. Final score. Oh yeah. Final score. See, so yeah, We have to do that. Don't we? 33. Uh, 2, 20, 26.
0: Cool. And mine was 36.
1: Close. Cool. But no, Siggy. Right. Robo. Robot. Yeah. Pose. To. <laughs> oh, I get I know what you're gonna say. I know that you're no, gonna no, say no, it's because he's, know, because he's a statesman because it's just it just is just underwhelming after reading the books of him fighting and him doing okay. amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, but that's not why, what it was
1: depicting. Why just stick him on a plinth? Like that would be amazing if you did the the, um, uh, the wet wipe technique and you made it look like marble, that would be a fantastic statue for a center of a board. But it is a trash model for um, showing what is an awesome character who did who punched Kurz in the face, who was fighting. Ah, he just, he's so impressive in loads of ways and annoying in loads of others as well. Don't get me wrong, I don't like him that much. But this, in my opinion, highlights one small part of him rather than actually everything else. Mm. But trash. Anyway, two. Pose.
0: 5 from me. I I gave it a 7. I like the the statesman gulliman that they're going for. I think I would have preferred the sword more directly up, because then on a battlefield, I think he looks like he's kind of like, rally to me. You know, Sword up high, like here I am. I can see that kind of imagery, whereas this is a bit like, it's, what are you doing here? It's pointing. It's well, pointing kind of sword.
1: yeah. What I don't like as well is if you go to the small. I'm not talking about base just yet, but in the pose, if you go to the smaller bit of the the base where he's on the small base, yeah. they've got a bit of dirt, like they've taken a segment from below. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just just to make him that little bit taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, do you know what actually? If you just Sack off the trash base. Maybe it is the base. Maybe I, I've scored the. We're just going to jump ahead a little bit. I've scored the base of the three because I, I think it's cool. It, it's something very different to everyone else. Like it is. It's okay. Um, maybe if you stuck him on a different base, maybe he would be better. Like maybe leading he should, the army.
3: Have <laughs> <greens> on it. <laughs>
1: just blood all over the marble like,
0: um yeah. so so f- for me i think if you're playing on a battle uh, like a battlefield and i'd almost be tempted to if i had the model to magnetize the feet here so this is a display base and then you put him on a more normal looking base which i think would enhance the model on a battlefield i still don't like the pose which is why it didn't score that highly yeah um But yeah, in terms of, I don't know, do you want to do base or shall we carry on in the right order and do face? Carry on in the right order. So face head of the Primarch. um, I gave it an eight. I think it captures who Gulliman is. I think it matches who I see him as. Yeah. No problems here. Generic. It's not super ex.
1: Generic white guy.
0: That's kind of, yeah, kind of Gulliman, really. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I gave him an eight as well. Um, He's got that Roman Emperor-esque
0: look to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. If actually, if you had to draw, draw, um, what's his face? Caesar. Caesar. Yeah, yeah. The Geezer Caesar. Um, I gave it a four. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I, middle of the road, well, middle of the numbers we could give is five. And I think it was slightly worse than middle of the road. So that's why it's a four.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, I'm, it's not great. That's it's, the same as all your bald heads. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bald head. He's just got a little bit of hair. He's uh, got hair. He has so got hair. So that surely he puts him up.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. The hair is not long and blonde in mane. <laughs> like the lion. Anyway. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, face, head, four. Base design, um, I've already given mine away a three. I think the, the I get what they were doing. Um, I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on that base if I got it and I was having, if I was having him actually in an army and doing actually yes. do stuff, he wouldn't be on that base at all, anywhere near
0: it. So the complete opposite end of the spectrum Uh, for, again, going off the model in front of me, not necessarily thinking with my head of playing it on a battlefield. This base is a 10. Interesting. I gave it a 7. It's one of the best Primark bases that exist for the, the picture and the image of the Primark that they're trying to portray. I think it does exactly what it should. If he was just on rocks and stuff, that pose doesn't particularly tell any kind of story. But here you have basically... The Second Emperor in Imperium Secundus, the 500 worlds. It's that image that they're trying to portray, yeah. and I think if his if his sword arm was slightly higher, his pose would be higher. But um, yeah, the base is is perfect it's, for a statue it's a nice, in the middle
1: of a city. Yeah, you're right. Nice and clean.
0: And I didn't go practically,
1: <laughs> but it's not even it's not even practically, is it? I, I just. Like, but if I'm displaying
0: that model, I think it, it's perfect yeah, for if what you that were, model sense.
1: If you were gonna display it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's why it scored a ten. But it's it's not that's not why we buy models.
0: Well, that's not why that's why I don't own that model. But yeah, that's I, not the the was, the thing wasn't scoring it on base whether I'd buy it or not.
1: No no no, but um, that's what I was saying. i I I think I think they could have gotten that battle leader vibe without him being on a ton, two ton of of granite like it just it would just look so out of place everywhere like it, it i just i don't know it's just a little bit disappointing a little bit boring i think boring the easy option that is
2: oh, what, okay, what about
1: what about battlefield robot? like
0: uh, yeah i mean like again if i had the model there's no ways on this base to play like, but i would probably magnetize the feet so it can sit in my display cabinet like that, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I'd put him on a, a rocky, generic base for um, the uh, the gameplay. That's, yeah. that's how I'd do it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, right. Weapon.
1: Weapon armor. and detail. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to stand by this score, but I gave him a one. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Uh... Right,
1: okay. Before you <laughs> before
3: you justify your answer, I gave an eight. And Matt, yeah. what did you give?
0: Uh, I gave it a seven.
3: Right, okay. Our reasons for giving it eight and seven. Uh, detailed armor. I like yeah, the Gladius.
0: Yeah, the Ultraman Gladiuses are cool. I like the kind of uh Romanesque kind of six pack on the front. It it does what it needs to do. It it pictures the Legion and that kind of Roman look. Um but there's nothing massively out. I don't like the power fist holding the uh, sheath. That really annoys me. Um but that's more of a pose thing as well. Um but yeah, it does exactly what it needs to do. But there's nothing that screams amazing to me. So I gave it a seven.
3: Yep. Sam reasons for giving it one
1: um i think it's a little uh, um boring i think this
0: number needs to go up a little bit (laughs) no
1: i i think it's just a little bit boring i think it it doesn't It,
0: it, it is yeah
1: but i but i don't think that's oh it's his character his character's boring i think he's a very dynamic character that actually I'm not saying he should be more ornate because he's very utilitarian in everything he does. Um also the gladius is too small for him. Um like it does, it looks like he's grabbed a child's sword um which is one reason. Uh the power fist another thing. Um I know he'd have great control and maybe that's just his big hand. Um but it it it's a bit weird that he's using that power fist. How does he punch now? Like he's he's going to that's like but
0: he's not he's not fighting. This is not a fighting stance.
1: I, I, I know, but like it just it just makes sense. It just he's it got a it, that gladius. No, not gladius. The sheath has a belt attached to it. Like he's, he's what scabbard. unclipped his he's unclipped his scabbard to then take it out and, and point his sword. Why is that not attached to him? Why can't he just un- take his sword out from when it's attached to him? Like I don't know. I, maybe one is too too harsh maybe a two or three. Like if you look at my previous scores for Weapon in Detail, um, Lorgar was a three because of the mace. I thought the armor was quite boring. Fulgrim was a three. Um, I didn't really like Fulgrim um, in total. So one is harsh. He's not that bad, but he doesn't, it's not wow. It doesn't do anything. It's just quite bland. It's just quite robust.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah. What were your final scores for a reboot? Mine was thirty-two. Uh,
1: Twenty-eight. Ten. Ten. <laughs> yeah, two, four, three, and one. Yeah, yeah, ten. I I don't know. I just just. Wow. I, I, think I would com- maybe our lowest. I would completely do a different model.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think, and and this is part of it, right? We're picturing the Primarchs like we see them or would like to see them. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I, I perfectly respect that. And I think having a, a battlefield gulliman would be much more up my alley and maybe mm. in my Ultramarines force yeah, yeah. in terms of all that style. But in terms of the model and having statesman gulliman, I think it just delivers on most of those things, mm. particularly in the base. Um, so that's why it scored higher than your kind of thoughts because i think that's what they were going for and i think they did that well, well.
1: it it's this is ranking the primarchs right and i rank him really poorly and yeah. it's not about oh they're going for statement statement Goloman. like it, that's not it it's ranking the primarch models and and i think this model is whilst it's it's quite cool um i actually i don't even i take that back it's not quite cool it's quite boring <laughs> Um, Fair enough. do you know what annoys me cool. most yeah, he, he in, is in, our
0: lowest scoring so far
1: like i don't even think i'm trying to look at the, the 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 gray the plastic version like i think all of the blimp are just smooth like yeah well it kind of makes sense i guess i don't know just a bit boring
0: so uh we've reached about halfway of the primarchs and after it taking a little bit longer than maybe we we thought, because we were having some fun discussions, we're going to cut this into two halves. So you've got the first uh, nine Primarchs this episode, and then next episode, as in the first of 2023, you will get the final nine and our final results on which Primark is the best Forge World model. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Hope you hopefully you enjoyed this first half. And you'll get the same again next month. And we're going to take a quick break and then come back with our roundout of this episode.
1: And what you are going to find out is how much I hate uh, Regaldon, because you know
0: you
3: also find also find
1: out what the eleventh Primark looks like because we know <laughs> we we have people on the inside.
2: Want to stroke Sam's ego so I don't have to as much? Then please leave the Adeptus Terra podcast an iTunes review if that's the platform in which you listen to them on. The reviews do help them to at least attempt to do better, and it does make their little faces light up when they see the five stars. to so do the right thing and leave them a review. Thank you. Am I done? No.
0: Bye-bye. Welcome back. Um, that was a fun episode to record in multiple segments at multiple days and multiple times we're never doing this again
1: um, we need to stop no. Neil going well, on again
0: the it's 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 you my friend it's, it's you
1: it's Neil it's Neil's <laughs> fault it's Neil's
0: fault yeah we are all busy men to be fair with our own lives and trying to fit a podcast in can be hard especially around Christmas yeah. and the end of the year so um yeah hopefully it's sounded okay hopefully you've enjoyed it uh, we've had fun putting it together um, I guess what can they expect from us, Sam, um, before we finish our year? What what are you going to try and get done before the new year?
1: Well, I, I've actually got an event in February. Um, so I need to build, well, paint what three units for that? Uh, I need to paint a breacher squad, a 20 man breach squad, um, a six man or five man jet bike squad um and a i don't know maybe a praetor sword praetor model um so really i need to actually build those as well um (laughs) and also classic sam and also buy them so (laughs) it's kind of the trifecta of 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 finishing off an army for february so that will happen hopefully
0: Maybe it will have to. It will have to go to a, go to an event. I think it's so that will take priority over the contemptors, I guess.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the thing as well. <laughs> that's
0: the thing. Yeah, yeah. Lots to do in it's 2023. What, what about you? Um, I really don't know. I'm kind of in. I was talking on the hangout, which happened just a few days ago, from when we're recording this uh, for December, um, about being kind of. I've got nothing prepped. I need to do a bunch of airbrushing to get ready for brushwork. I've got the land speeders for the night lords to do. Um, And I've got, um, what else? Uh, I've got the Arcus for the ultramarines to do. They're all ready, but just need an airbrush session to then be ready for paintbrushes. Um, Other than that, it's kind of buying and building and, uh, painting in the new year um, depending on what I get for Christmas as well as spending some of my um, credited hobby budget that I've been building up over the last few months um, and like money for my birthday that I haven't spent yet etc yeah so I am uh, yeah I'm looking forward to that that's more kind of into January so I guess that will be on the next episode hopefully um, but yeah I think particularly I want to focus on the Lord jet bike not jet bikes land speeders um and my arcus for my ultramarines. Okay. Have you? Uh, which Which army is
1: the closest to three k? Like that you could plan the My night lords. My
0: night lords are around two and a half thousand. Right. Um. I just need twenty jump pack marines. Oh god! Yeah. And <laughs> a turret for my rhino to become a whirlwind scorpius right and i think that's it um uh we're doing this all out of order so i i would be able to tell you exactly because in the first segment i plan to go through the list but we haven't done that bit yet <laughs> um because it's all over the place uh but yeah i think it's about 20 marines and a turret whereas my ultramarines i need 30 marines two rhinos uh convert my vindicators into laser destroyer vindicators and a kratos wow
1: yeah okay so Uh, yeah
0: because because i joe i thought that's loads and then i realized that my ultramarines i used to have 750 points of sober auxiliar allies oh yeah yeah so i never actually had 3k of ultramarines so it's actually a lot more Mm. um so yeah so i think night lords will be the uh, you yeah, can see ready?
1: but i just i just pointed at the computer like you could see <laughs> yeah um so yeah sorry
0: normally i would be able to see but the internet's not our friend cameras um so yeah we're ready to go yep go I want to do an event next year so one of those armies will will go to that i'm sure mm. cool right let's end it there
1: i'm tired let's go yeah
0: so it's been a long one i uh, hope you've had a, a great 2022. Um, we've had a great 2022 podcast-wise and just enjoyed putting out the podcast for you guys as as we have continued to do so. Um, So I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a lovely new year. But until next time, I've been Matt. I've been Sam. And this has been the Adeptus Terror podcast. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy (laughs) New
1: Year. Thanks for listening to another successfully recorded episode of the Adeptus Terra Podcast. Join the conversation on the Adeptus Terra Podcast Community Safe Room on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at the Adeptus Terra Podcast or email at the Adeptus Terra Podcast at gmail.com if you just want to chat some math. Thanks again.